again another episode of random acts of podcast and just like every year we usually do a top 20 albums of the year list so just to carry on tradition we're back again uh we got a return guest on we got mark what's, what's happening mark not a whole lot i am very stressed right now just based on the fact that i'm yeah, staring at the top 20 and i have probably switched this around as much as you've heard me switch all these damn phones out for this past month, this has been an anxiety-inducing thing to try and get all these into a top 20. But I'm excited. I think I'm ready. Not only am I ready for now, I'm ready for Saturday. It's it's an exciting week as of right now. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh yeah, we was uh we pretty much were pre-grant game in the last like 27 minutes trying to get our list in order, but you you finally Sonic, you finally got it, man. So we we're going in uh Get a crack and so. go ahead and crack get a cracking, but we gotta introduce another guest on for the first time on Random Max Podcast. We got the homie Chris Mack on. What's good, man? Hey, what's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? What's going on? What's going on? All right. Glad glad to have both of y'all on to help me out with this because I usually uh, I usually can't do this on my own because like I just gotta if 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 we get any slant if I get any slander. I don't want all the slander to go to me on these. Lists, so. <laughs> so you're passing it to us. I, yeah, I need I need somebody I need somebody to take the slander with me. <laughs> you know when people drop these lists, man. You know everybody got to like critique everything and yeah, with That's the amazing. list. Yeah, with the list. So it's it's just a part of the game. So just a disclaimer: these are these lists are our opinion. Don't like don't try and get us out of here. Don't cancel us or whatever. So if y'all want a list. Do your own list. Get your own podcast. Go buy your own mics. Feel me? But right now, this is my list. It's Mark list and it's Chris list. So you gotta respect it if you're gonna listen to this episode. I already know. But, I already know mine gonna piss somebody off. Yeah, mine's gonna piss somebody <laughs> off, man. I'm I'm ready for it. But um, but but uh, before we start our list, I had a couple like like um like albums that's like couldn't quite make the cut of the list. And I got some albums also that was kind of that I was anticipating that were kind of disappointing to me. Okay. And the first disappointing album I got was the Schoolboy Q album. I was really, really looking forward to that album. And when I heard it, it was okay to first listen, but then it was like, ah, 
it did have that replay value. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it since like around the first month it came out. So, what y'all thought about the Schoolboy Q album? If y'all even heard of that album, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you with this amp. Um, it, it's it's pretty disappointing, uh, especially coming off you know uh, excellent album with Blank Space that he did a couple years back. This like I haven't been back to it since the first month either, uh, but I did like um, the one joint that with the. Uh, with the uh, voice of five nine boom what was it was it crash yeah I think yeah like, I, yeah. I like that I like that song a lot and uh I think chopstick as well but you know other than that you know it it, it didn't really move me as much as I, I expected to yeah I love the song water with little with um I'll about to say little baby yeah it was little baby that one was good too that was a really good song. The song with 21 Savage also was really good. That's like really all I listened to from that album. It kind of like it was, it came and went. I couldn't name you much of what was on there. Well, there was a there was a there was a track with Black on there. There was a track with uh Cuddy on there. I think those are the main two. Oh, and and of course, um what's this shit called? Num Num Juice, the one that Twitter immediately hyped up and was like, "Oh, here we go! It's about to be fucking album of the year." Once Num Num came out, and then it came out, it's like, but I guess it's it's unfortunate because I guess Crash Talk came with so many talks of pushbacks and him trashing one version of the album, doing a second one, then that one didn't come out, then he did a third version of it. So I mean, that that could have been one of the the factors towards all that not sounding as the way he wanted it to but all in all it was definitely not one of the ones that i revisited a lot this year yeah that one i had another one hold on i just passed it i was really i might be one of the few that was anticipating this album it's uh the baby's protege stunner for vegas Big, big <laughs> I was really four yeah, times? B, yeah, big four times. I was like, man, this about to be hard, man. <laughs> Once he didn't put stamina on it, I'm like, oh, you can get this out of here. Even put stamina on it, I'm like, all right. I got that. I was like, hey, man, it's kind of booty, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of booty. <laughs> I, I, I like Tokyo, though, the closing track on it. Um, <laughs> dirt. But other than that, man, dude. Does sound like the you know, basic Herbo. Yeah, yeah, I like that song he had with um, NLE Chopper. That was cool. I like that one. It was like some young nigga shit. Mm-hmm. But like, as far as the album go, I was like, yeah, this wasn't this yeah, wasn't yeah. that good. And my last disappointing album this year is another album that I probably was the only person anticipating this. Oh, I know what I, this is about to be. <laughs> I think I have an idea. No, you have no clue what this is. Like, so okay. you, let me know what you think it is before I get to my get to I it. Thought, you know, you have no clue what this is. <laughs> we had the conversation of uh, uh, we've had the conversation uh, back around when was it when we came on on May and we did our top five and we discussed the uh, the list that we did for RNC decade. And we were talking about the exclusion of Wiz on our list. I oh. thought you were gonna go Wiz and Currency with this uh how high not how high how fly remake are you talking 2009? about 2009 yeah i thought you were gonna go 2009 um nah because to be honest at this point in whiz 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 music is whiz music so i don't really expect much from it uh-huh so i don't really expect much from it but i did i 
that um that key Glock and uh Dolph. Dolph. That wasn't good to me, but I don't like Dolph, so it was like it is what it is. I'm a Key Glock <laughs> fan, but yeah. I didn't like that. But the album I was really anticipating was his good music uh debut album, you know, Valet. I was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that running rich. I was like, yeah, this is gonna be hard. Did I listen to it? I was like, oh, this nah. wasn't. It's like that man smoked himself stupid, man. I don't know what happened to him, but all the tracks he's done dropped so far after signing the good music have been all misses to me. I would tell you what, I think PTM is just listed. You know, he just came across the side. That's just one big grand hit, and. And, and the joint that he did with Sea Money, what those uh, 18 bars, or what was it called? Something like that, right? Mm. And yeah. everything posted, like you said, post good music. Like, he's just been mid butters, man. Like, he is just, like, it's just not good. And I remember I talked to one um, one peer of mine, like, long ago, that he was opening up, you know, a show in Chicago. He said, that nigga's going to be an opener forever. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he, he's like, yeah, he, I, I'm more into, like, Lucky. Now developing that that same type of style that uh that uh Filet has, you know, mm. more better in the music, a little bit more engaging. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, done shit. This signing was good for real, for real. He's not like even tying has even put anything on for him, which is to be expected. But, yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah, for sure. They need to lock that nigga up for that red dog. Once I seen that red dog, I'm like, nah, bro. Hey, ban this cover. <laughs> Yeah, they was trying. They was getting Peter on him. <laughs> and they didn't. It didn't work. Nah, I don't know. Wow. Oh, I don't know, man. But like you said, Chris, uh, Lucky pretty much took his lane that he was supposed to have. Oh yeah, much better too, man. Yeah, much sure. And C Money's better too. It's a, it's all all full on rapper as well. But uh, I didn't really like his tape this year that he dropped. Um. But if there's any disappointment that I had personally, uh, and you know, and this is me just not even being a big fan of his, but you know, I was interested in seeing what he was going to do. That was um, Big Crick's album, you know, you know, Crick, you know, is, yeah, for sure. That's a good one. Like the first half, like the really the first four or five tracks, it starts off really well, then it, it just trails off, like you know, and it's just like it'd be a mixed bag of like different styles that he was trying to do. And mm-hmm. it didn't work out for me for that. But I really did like Energy. Energy is a good track. It is a real good track. You know, that really um and, and his um also, you know, what is it? Uh Crit here too. Yeah, the single was the real good crit here. I love that one song, um every yeah, learn time Texas on there. Yeah, learn yeah, Learn with Texas was good. Make it easy hard too. Yeah, only like four songs on that one. So yeah, that was a that was a good mention. But I wasn't ex- me personally. I wasn't really expecting much from it. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't expecting like to be like this, like you know, all time banger. I was just, like, finally he's gonna like be really consistent, you know, making something, you know, deviating from you know doing everything like from from return for from what return of forever. And yeah. he he going along, he did something different from it. But it's at this point that now that you know he kind of peaked early. In his career, and now you know he's just stuck with you know just doing stuff for his audience because you know his fans are going to like his music regardless. But as far as like you know being like a full on you know critical darling or you know trying to push the envelope hip hop wise, uh, it's not too much he's doing. I'm actually watching him perform right now. 
with uh, this hawk stream. So, yeah. I'm about to say, damn, where are you watching him on a on a on a Wednesday <laughs> evening? What the hell? I mean, these cats, you know, they got some interesting things, man. They find the right strength. I ended up appreciating Crit's mix up of his features. I know he had Wayne on there. Sweetie was on there briefly, but he had Baby Rose. Uh, he had some from Cole. He had a song on there about about uh, Blue Flame that I ended up liking as well. But it's it's unfortunate that it's in that area for Crit at least critique online where it's just like he gets the <laughs> he gets the he gets the label of being uh, Hogmaw and Green's music and yeah, I, ca- I candy paint music the candy <laughs> candy paint music <laughs> my and, sub twenty. Yeah. My did he, did my he drop a new my sub the other day? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he I'm did. I'm pretty sure he just dropped my sub part six or something like that. <laughs> now that's what I call my sub. So he might as well just make a, he might as well just make one of them, bro. Like, come on, bro, stop it with the subs. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 to that area for crit, and you know, appreciate him trying trying to mix things up and, and get in a different bag with it. I know 2019, he he tried to. Um, change all that and, and drop it EP by EP and give us a couple of songs, a couple of songs, and then uh, the whole album eventually. But um, it was something that I played for like maybe two or three weeks and then, and then ended up just chilling on it. Shit, that's longer than me. <laughs> I be wanting, I be wanting to give, I be wanting to give crit props, man. I really do. But when it, the replay value on, on certain things is just. Yeah, I got big crit. And Wiz Khalifa, like in the same category, is like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't expect much from him. I'm like, <laughs> but you'll take it. I'll listen to it because it's like they gave us classics, but it's yeah. like, it's one or two listens and then they get you on your way. Yeah. Yeah. One of them. talking about this too because he's, he's Christian. <laughs> and me just even criticizing him in any, any sort of way. So, you know, just bringing me a lot of meme mugs. Sometimes, so, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in this lane. He's like, he's good. Like, he's a good rapper. You know, his music's always fine, but he's just there. You know, yeah. he, you know he, you know, it's not enough for me to be like, you know, to, to really engage with him as a fan, and and it's not good enough for me to be like, you know, to, it's not bad enough for me to trash it. You know what I mean? He's, he's decent, fine. Yeah. Y'all got any more disappointing albums? Um, trying to think. Uh, I mean, other than the Cayenne, uh, uh, James Blake, like James Blake is soon form album that came out I think early in the year. I forgot James Blake dropped that shit. Travis Scott, like I don't play anything else from that album. Like that album is just like a fucking mess. <laughs> you know, hot take. I won't say disappointing, but I did want things to just be um, a little bit more. I, I, I'd, I'd say I'd say I would have liked it being a, a little bit better, just based on my expectation going into it. Um, Chris Brown, Indigo, I would have liked that being a little bit better because I think after the amount of times that I've played Indigo and, and granted one of the biggest songs of the of, of the year, that's cool and all that. I think I ended up liking Heartbreak on Full Moon better than yeah. I did Indigo. You really yeah. listen to 48 of them tracks, dog? Yeah. I was just about to ask that. Yeah. You, you and you better, know what? 
you better than me. I'm not listening to that shit. I'm just gonna listen to the singles and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's too and, many songs. And what's crazy is I looked at my uh my replay of of like my top ten uh, on Apple Music of like my top ten albums and shit of the year. I see Indigo at ten. I'm like, I only played this shit one time, but because it has sixty songs, they're like, nah, you played this shit seventy times. I'm like, damn. Technically, mm-hmm. I did. That son of a bitch. This nigga knew what it was. Now Indigo's about to be on everybody's list just for off one play. Yeah, he knew what he was doing with all them tracks. <laughs> only, per- only person got me caught me slipping with that with like all them songs with the dream because I love the dream music. Oh when yeah, he dropped when he dropped like that triple disc and had that forty piece on you. Yeah, he dropped that forty ball. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm about to listen to every song. <laughs> and another one, mainly, I, I I don't want to 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 say that this project was bad, but I'm only saying that I wanted to be better because I liked the previous project a lot better than I did this. I liked Nasty by Rico Nasty a whole lot, and hearing Anger Management with her and Kenny Beats, I expected it to be like another evolvement of Nasty, and ah, uh, it was all right. Yeah, I kept. I didn't hear it. I'm not really a big fan of her music, but I kept saying people seeing people say that album was disappointing. Yeah, I like oh. I like I like Nasty a whole lot, but the the, the Anger Man only Kenny. I think I ended up maybe replaying one song, and outside of that, did not really revisit it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Other than Rico Nasty, I'll make it a starring from either uh, album or whatever. I'll, I'll yeah. Yeah, I heard that was that wasn't really that good either. I think a lot of people forgot that even came out. Yeah, um, I think Megan forgot about it too because she was supposed to release a music video for that shit. That damn movie is not coming out. Hype Williams said, "Nigga, if you don't pass me this million, we ain't putting yeah. shit out." Yeah, no singles from that pop, did it? Nope. Well, on radio, uh, they've been playing Cash It on radio, but there but there's no video, and she gave the preview of the Cash It video with the baby in it. And there's no video. She had uh, the in, uh, video for the intro, which was realer. I liked real. That's probably one of the one of the the songs that I ended up replaying a lot. Um, but that had a video for it. I think that got uh, discussed as far as different nominations and things like that. But outside of that, I don't know. High Girl Summer ended up like weeks after that, and then that became the the huge thing that came out with her and Ty Dolla Sign and Nicki, and then that blew up a whole lot of that. But as far as Fever, not having that movie that she previewed really simmered down a lot of things for that project, in my opinion. Yeah, I want to have an honest convo, convo about Megan, but I don't want to look like a sexist. I'm going to pass on that. All yeah, right, let's do it. Say, 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 uh, save it for Saturday. Let's say that. Save it for Saturday. <laughs> Tell everybody to put their phones away. All right, yeah. We'll have, have that basket, pass that basket around like, <laughs> like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I'm just going to run through my uh, honorable mentions real quick. Uh, first, I got Tory Lane's Chicks Tape 5. I got that. Mm-hmm. Two, I got the Snow Allegra album. Three, I got the Marvin Gaye album, The You Are the Man. Uh, I got four. I got Future Save Me. Five. I got Denzel Curry Zoo. Six. I got Zan Man Broken. Seven. I got Offset Father of Four. Only reason this is in my honorable mentions is because I'm gonna be honest. I played this album a lot when it came out at the beginning of the year, but the year is so long, I forgot this album even came out. So <laughs> this year, throw, it got a lot of plays on it, but it stopped. Those plays stopped around May. But I'm just gonna put it on honorable mentions. But I forgot that shit came out. Um, and I got the Key So Emotional EP, and I got K Camp, 
way too critical. And that's my honorable mentions. Okay. Y'all got any honorable mentions y'all want to throw up before we start our list? I got a list of honorable mentions. Some of them that you had noticed. But now that you bring up a few of those honorable mentions, one album that we did not mention on our disappointing moments of the year is actually very high on Complex's album of the year list, which is highly surprising to me. Um, Rapper Go to the League. Oh, that was that should have been on my list. That was terrible. I forgot about that. <laughs> I completely, I forgot to even put that as a disappointment album. That's how much we forget about rapper go to the league. Wow, that's crazy. That wow. might win. That might win for most disappointing album because I was anticipating that shit. Especially they had the legendary LeBron <laughs> memes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They had all the crazy shit with it. And then you yeah. hear it, and it's just yeah. I'm not playing this album for more. They're like, hey man, they got a Kendrick feature. Man, that Kendrick song was so terrible, man. He's gonna be speaking some real shit on here. It's time to retire the old two chains. It's time for the grown mature two chains. It was rapping over nine wonder beats, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I knew. I was like, oh yeah, this is this is gonna be one of those albums that you know appeal to a certain rap fan, which was me. <laughs> but I, I you know I, but two chains is one of those artists that you know I listen to an album once or twice, like Pretty girls love trap music. I like. I love that one. That yeah, I love that album. I love that. Might be my favorite two chains album. Mm-hmm. That now and then, but most of this record, you know, like I listen to once or twice, and then I never hear it again. I will say this about the album. I'm gonna leave it at that. About the two chains album, the album wasn't good, but I'm kind of disappointed that song with Ariana Grande wasn't a hit because that song is crazy. Yeah, it was cool. Amory flip. Yeah, the nice Amory. Like the hook was the hook was good. The video was good. I think if somebody else would have dropped that song, it would have been like a number one hit. Had Ariana singing about waiting for a nigga to come home with the bag. I was like, okay, yeah. okay, Eric. okay, Ari. I forgot she's from South Florida. She she got pressured into doing that song though because <laughs> she got she got caught stealing. <laughs> she hit up like, hey, I need that feature. I'm gonna expose your ass. <laughs> All right, fuck. What do you want me to say? She had that pink trap house in the video. Twitter got her the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My my um my honorable mentions in no specific order. I've got um uh Trippy Red, Child Trippy Red, number one album, Love Letter to You Four, pretty good project. I like it better than exclamation point. Uh YNW we Melly, die. We All Shine. Oh yeah, we went, yeah, we're gonna play that. We're gonna play that very soon. <laughs> YNW Melly, We All Shine. I ended up liking a couple of records off that. Uh, Six Day Five, you said uh, Solange. I had originally brought this up earlier this year when I said this so far is my top five project within the year. That is not even in my top 20, uh, just based on the fact that I have not played that outside of a couple of songs too much since that episode. So when I get Solange, home, Solange. In my honorable mentions, um, uh, St. John, Get a Lenny's Love Story, Sada Baby, Body Your Bounty, um, mm. Key So Emotional. I really like that. Uh, yeah. Say it yes, again. I really like that St. John album. Yep. Uh, yeah. Key So Emotional. I've got Post Malone, Hollywood's Bleeding, uh, Port of Miami mm. 2. I've mm. got Reese Flair, Final Fantasy. I ended up playing that this week. I ended up liking that project. Um, Rich Forever 4. I know it's going to get slander. I understand. I still enjoy a whole lot of the fourth Migo. And man, get out of here, man. 
about it's to cut your mic off. Famous Dex and Jay Critch. I give you our message for for uh Drake care package. I don't know if that's an even count, but really good compilation. I kind of want to get on streaming. So I'll do that as honorable it, it, mention. It went number one. Yeah, exactly. Number one album songs that, and everybody was like, "Oh, y'all don't, y'all don't got this shit yet." And I was like, "All right, watch this shit hit number one." <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Uh, Pierre Born, Life of Pierre Four, Jacquees, King of R and B, um, Mahalia. I, I, I really want to hope this is how you say her name, Mahalia. Love and Compromise, uh, Dreezy, Big Drees. I'm going to give it to Indigo, even though I was still a little bit disappointed. Uh, Kalani, While We Wait, Boogie, Everything's For Sale, Denzel Curry Zoo, Ari Lennox, Shea Butter Baby, and this one specifically, I had to give props for it, and I know this is, uh, I want to just give this as a forewarning. There is not going to be, uh, I I don't want to put it in such a negative fashion, but my last, my last Honorable mention, I will give it to Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib for Bandana. It is not in my top 20. What? All right. So, all right. <laughs> it is not in my top 20. I know people love Gibbs. I understand. It's It's been called album of the year. People go hard. Bruh. For me, <laughs> for me specifically, I what? gave it a good two plays. I understand what what it who what and who it's made for. Shout outs to it being nice and wrapped very well. Not in my top twenty. I don't know about you, Chris, but I want to hear Mark list now because that was some that was some interesting honorable mentions. Like you had you had a bunch of like top ten albums in your honorable mentions. Yeah, I I ended up liking them a lot, but based on the amount of plays that I gave certain things, and I know the rest of this list is about to piss people off. They're like, you didn't have bandana in this shit, but you got goddamn. I, I, I already know. I already know it's coming. Hmm. All right, what you got, Chris, for your honorable mentions? All right, so for my honorable mentions, uh, I got Ari Lennox, Shea Butter Baby, uh, Griselda, Spoke with Tinny Dundu. Which uh, just came out last week. You know, I really enjoyed that album. Yeah, that was good. Um, Cowboy, uh, Wild Boy EP, uh, Little Key, Long Live Mexico, Tom mm. Jackson, um, Dot Rap, Chapter One, uh, also uh, Fly Anakin, Big Kahuna OG, Holly Water. Uh, yeah, that was really good. And what you're going to get for me, um, like I'm like I listen to a lot of Richmond rap. Like that's my hometown, so. Like so that's going to be a lot of a lot of artists, a lot of like lo-fi shit going to be on my list. So uh, whatever you expect, yeah, you know, like what you think is going to be album of the year for me, that is not. It's pretty much going to be some nigga that y'all probably will not know, but I'm going to put you on anyway. Uh, I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. yeah. This this is I like when like people put like local people because like that give that give them give them a spotlight and that guy that gives the listeners a chance to be put on to somebody because. I got a Jacksonville artist in my top ten, so yeah. we're going. So yeah, it's I understand what you mean by that. So all right, so I guess we start our list. I got a couple more. I got a couple more. Okay, my my fault. Uh, all six of Larry June's tapes that dropped this year. <laughs> that nigga dropped like twenty tapes. Bro. <laughs> he dropped six of them. Drop yeah, he dropped six. I think he said he dropped seven. Like I I already know of six. Like. Reading through Wikipedia and seeing what was released on the streaming, uh, and 
like, yeah, they on fire, man. Like, his ladies on fire. Like, I'm like, damn, like, this nigga has, like, songs that could be, like, pictures right now. And, you know, but, you know, he's doing his thing. You know, he, he built up that lane that Dom Kennedy just relinquished, like, all those years ago. And he's just making better music, you know, like, much more enjoyable. It's like I'm watching Snowfall whenever I hear it, too. Yeah, I heard. I heard one of them. I gotta listen. The last one I have, uh, man, I'll tell you one. One person's probably gonna be upset. It's gonna be feet upset with this one. Uh, but I don't give a fuck. It's um, it's a uh, young Doug. So much fun. Oh, wow, spicy. Yeah, like you know, I'm a I'm a fan of Doug's music. You know, I I really think you know his shit was uh, it was great. But you know, it's just like it just didn't make the list. Simple as that. You know, I feel. Hey, I got a homie. He, I got a homie. He said that Thug so much fun was the worst Thug album he ever heard, and I like I almost kicked him out of my car. But Wildin'. I got to respect it. Wildin. <laughs> I'm about to say, but, what's, what's, what's the best one you ever heard? The best one I, I did. It's live season two. Slime season. I didn't even ask him. I, after he told me it was the worst Thug album, I'm like I stopped caring what he had to say. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. you hit him with a wild ass crazy? Yeah. Oh, like, damn, that's wild, bro. Damn, that's wild, damn. Like, <laughs> you didn't even ask, you didn't like, uh, you didn't even name a song. You're just like, oh, shit, damn. Oh, hey, that's, that's wild, man. All right, so let's go ahead and get into these top 20 albums. So, all right, I guess we do, I guess, Chris, you go first. You do, we're going to just do them one by one. Do 20, 20 each one. and then 19. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so Chris, you start first. Mark, you go, and then I go last, and then we just go in order like that. Okay, cool. Uh, so my um pick for the twentieth, my twentieth best album would be Burner Boys' African Giant. Uh, I, I, that's it. Just things top to bottom, you know, you know, fucking good music right there. Uh, and you know, I'm like, I wasn't like, you know, I've been I. I'm primarily been introduced to like the likes of like a lot of um, Afrobeat artists such mm-hmm. as like Berna and Davido and Whiskey. Um, just within the last few years, and this album, like I mean, I feel like there's no skips. It's like an hour and some change, but it doesn't feel like it when you listen to it. And now you know Georgia Smith jumping on that wave, man. And her music just got increasingly better ever since. You know, I feel like you know we're about to get some more heat along the way, and if she just goes. Uh, Afro beat one hundred percent. Man, you gonna have a much better album than that they beat that day, sure. So Burner Boy, man. Fuck yeah. African Giant, number twenty. All right, number twenty for me, I have mustard. Perfect ten. Mm. It's a good one. Solid, quick album, half hour, ten songs, really good features from the intro. Very big song for Migos this year in Pure Water. Um, got good stuff from Cardi, Future, YG, Tyga, Meek, Thug, Gunna, uh, LMA's on there, Ty Doll Sign. You get um a, a very a very sombering, well not necessarily sombering, but what would it be sobering? I guess I guess a sobering song uh from Nipsey as 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 the outro uh going out of this album that made me feel really good out of that and. Of course, you have the single that's going out right now with Roddy Rich, which is balling. I ended up liking this just off the fact that I can replay this so much. Replay factor and value is going to be something that plays into a lot of my top 20. So I have Perfect 10 kicking it off at number 20. 
Hey, don't forget right. about the face man with my boy Nav. <laughs> oh, I didn't say Nav. No, you did not say Nav. Man, oh Nav. shit, I didn't say Nav. Yo, shout out Nav. He should really. I, I won't give him honorable mention of his album, but had hits that I did not expect this year. I'll say that. That I will say it is though. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be nice to nice about Nav. I will say this. Nav ain't snap this year. I don't really like his music, but I will say this. I will give him a compliment. He had top five mixtape cover or album covers this year. With that uh, bad, that with bad that habits cover. That's a, that's a that's an amazing that's an amazing album art. I yeah. will give him that compliment. Yeah, weekends weekends gonna make sure he doesn't fail. At first, I thought I was like, "Oh shit, this nigga really about to hit the ground." But I don't know. XO came, XO came in well for him this year. He had a hit with um with Meek Mill. Yeah, he had um he had yeah he had he had ta- he had tapped with Meek. He had prize on my head with Weekend, but he's but 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 mainly just on the fact that he signed an XO. Well, yeah, he said he stood out in the cold with an XO jacket, waiting on them to acknowledge him. So <laughs> nobody I noticed him. I hope it was worth it. Um, my number twenty. I got Danny Brown. You know what I'm saying. I was really anticipating this album. I liked it a lot. It happened. No, it has no features on it, but it was executive produced by Q-Tip. So it mm-hmm. was really good. I was looking forward to, forward to it after his last album, um, Atrocity Exhibition. I hated that album. I was looking forward to that album a lot, and he and it came, and I thought it was pure ass. So I said, okay. Let me let me wait on the next Danny Brown album. And the thing with Danny Brown is, when he drop albums, it's usually taking like three to four years to drop another one. So I was anticipating this album for three whole years, and it came out, and I liked it a lot. I know it didn't really get a uh, critically acclaimed. A lot of people don't like it, but because he was doing a lot of like uh, experimenting on this album, but yeah, I liked the final product of it. I liked it a lot. Was Atrocity Exhibition the first one that um, he got neared up and became sober? Nah, this album is here before he got he got a T fix and all that. Yeah, yeah. And Tro- Atrocity, he still was looking like a a, a crackhead. Oh, so he was still J on Atrocity Exhibition, but you know what yeah. I'm saying? It was around the time that he got neared up. Okay. Yeah, he got the TV dad teeth now. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. American dad teeth. Yeah. I have to add that for my um, um, honorable mention too. I won't forget about that. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. Um, it was just been a huge year. Like for me, like this year in general, like as far as like the music that was made and especially in rap and hip hop and R and B, I couldn't really pinpoint, you know, what would be like definitive you know, year end guarantees, you know, and Danny Brown that came like way at the time that, you know, that I'll put it more along great. Because there's a lot of great albums that I've listened to, but you know they just didn't make this list for me. And for like for number nineteen, I had um, Little Brothers made the Lord watch. I was really anticipating this album here. Uh, you know, especially when they announced that their reunion over the summer. Uh, Monte and Rapunzel, you know, like they were great. You know, it, it felt like they never lost, you know, lost the step together. Uh, they really get into the groove here. There was no nice wonder on this album uh because you know he's pretty much no longer a part of the group but a lot of the guys that were part of soul council like crisis and you know and uh eric g and you know and not they provided most of the production uh and black milk was also on it as well uh there was a real return to form for the duo 
great album. I love it. You know, it even has some of the skits that brought me back to like the Metro show. And I find it be like a, a good stamp, you know, on their legacy. So yeah, I'll pop that at number nine. All right, it's a pretty good one. What you got, Mark? For number 19? All right, number 19. I have. This is going to be so. This is going to be. This is going to oh, take Lord. a. This is going to take a bad turn. Oh, my God. <laughs> going to take a bad turn. I already know it. Um, I have. Okay, this is an artist that I wanted to get into a lot this year just based off the fact that I've seen her in many different areas make people go fucking insane and her numbers have taken over a whole lot. So when I saw all of this happen, I'm like, okay, I haven't played a single project of hers as of yet. I don't know what the big deal is. So this was one of the few years that I actually came in and listened to a project. And around that time, she dropped this album called when we all fall asleep, where do we go? And I played it. I liked it a whole lot. Revisited it a couple of times. There's a lot of different styles that I feel like she has that's been pretty entertaining. And I'm going to give it to Billy Alice. It's my number 19. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna admit, I, I didn't hear it, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to add it to the list, man. She, they had her on... Um, she had one of her songs as as a, as a takeover theme. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Like, I heard a song, a couple songs here and there, but um, I never heard like her whole albums. But I'm gonna check it out for sure. This, how many albums you got? She got like two or I think two. Okay. Yeah, I think two. Okay. All right, so I guess I'll go next. My number 19. So this was kind of this was kind of hard for me. And I was telling you about this earlier, Chris. Uh I, these I, I got a couple albums that came out recently that I love, but I can't really put them in the top 10 because they just came out. So I just don't feel right. Only I, last year when I made my list, we did it in December and I put the Meek Mill album as like my number 1. And I felt like, and I kind of felt bad afterwards because I was like, man, this shit just came like a week dropped. ago. <laughs> and I got on my number one. And I felt like I felt like I just did that just because that's what I was jamming heavy at that time. So I said, when I did this list this year, whatever came out in the fourth quarter just going to have to be like in the bottom half of the list. Mm-hmm. But right. I really kind of want to put this in my top five because this is just like one of the best albums I heard this year. But but yeah, I'm just gonna ahead, I'm just gonna go ahead and put it as night 19 and just like get it over with. I got the game born to rap. I love okay. that album. Okay, it, it, just, made, it made the list. It, it just came out a couple weeks. Uh, what has it been a week? Nah, a couple days ago. Yeah, it's oh, been a couple of days ago. Yeah. That's all I've been listening to. I love this album. It got a amazing nip tribute on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beats like this. It's like some of the best like samples I've heard. Um, I gotta I gotta go like on the internet and see like a sample list for this. But like the beats, this this nigga flip was crazy. He got um Dom Kennedy executive produced the shit, which is uh wow. Dom got like three songs on there, I think. The entire project. Yeah, he got like he got two songs where he rapping, and he on that Nip tribute with um. 
Marsha Ambrosius. Then you got the song Stainless with um Anderson Pack. Amazing album. I love it. So yeah. Man, you know, uh, I haven't had an opportunity to go and listen to it some like I was just bumping uh, the Zelda joint, but um, but you know, you know, just the, the whole rollout for the album kind of turned me off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I can, I, yeah, I kind, I felt kind of crazy listening to it because I was thinking about like, hey, this nigga kind of green man with them nip braids. He had the nip braids. He had the the album co- cover is corny as fuck with the pregnant <laughs> ladies on there. I will admit that it kind of. I was listening to. I was like, "This is some amazing music," but this cover is bullshit. Have you felt about? Have you felt about the everything that has come from uh, the backlash of prolific records, the braids, Wack One Hundred saying shit about Nipsey in yeah. in response to a whole lot of that. It's it's like it's real bad. I can understand somebody saying like, "Hey." With all this bullshit, I'm not gonna listen to this album. I respect that, but I just like games music. Like I'm a, I'm not really a huge game fan. I just like like his music. Yeah. I just don't like him mm-hmm. because he's just he's just a, a corny individual. Because the album kicked off with backlash. It kicked off with backlash like earlier this year when that song leaked with him saying he fucked um, Kim Kardashian. Oh, Kim, yeah, yeah, and he tried to get popping off that. Everybody's like, ah, yeah. You know that Michael Jordan um, um, gif of him bobbing his head to the music? <laughs> is that, that, is was, that? That, was, that was me because I was like, hey, it's fucked up he's saying this about Kanye White, but this, this beat kind of hard. <laughs> you can hand it a little bit like, ah, it's okay. Yeah. And then the Nip tribute on the album, um, let's, it's, it's called uh, I Didn't Want to Write This Song. That might be the best Nip tribute I've heard this year. And he had a it had a Nipsey verse not on that song, but on the song before it. And that's like we've heard a lot of Nip verses this year. That might be like maybe like I would say the one on Rick Ross album is the best Nip verse I heard this year, mm-hmm. and the one on the Game album might be two. Hmm. And then like maybe Mustard the one on Mustard three, and then I stopped ranking it there. I still didn't get a chance to play to play Born Rap yet, but I will. I will play it. I will say I like. I do like the choices that Game makes on um, his albums when it comes to production style, things like that. I saw the whole bunch of features and the fact that it's an hour and a half long, so I was like, okay. But it doesn't really bother me too much. I know I can sit through a game. Album. He definitely could have trimmed some of the songs off. Yeah, made another double disc. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he should have did double disc. He probably didn't want to do that because he's just like, it wasn't really recent, but he just kind of did that with the documentary. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he wanted to do that again. He did documentary two, like in I think he did like two and two point five. But yeah, he he could have probably did a he could have probably Chris Browned it. He he took that song off there where he was um dissing Kim Kardashian and um Joe Budden. That didn't make the cut. Thank God. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh this is my, nah, um n- number nineteen, the game born to rap. All right, so. uh I guess I gotta go on and start with uh, number 18 now. Um, uh, this record, uh, I like exponentially better than his last one. Uh, when he uh, dropped uh, Taboo, uh, I didn't know really what the fuck to think about it. You know, it was good, but I feel like he was just trying too hard to be a little bit more, um, I don't know how to say it, more like a. Uh, but uh, but this one here was his latest one. Like, uh, it's a love letter. You know, up here, you know, in my um, 
Miami. And shit, it, it was amazing. Like, you know, just the fact that he could become pretty good mainstream star if he approached his music the exact same way. And that's been so Curry's two album. Um, I love that album. 888, man. That record, like, it should be bigger than it, 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 it you know, could have been, like, over the summer because, like, mm-hmm. I had a bump in my car, like, every day. That and Ricky. And, you know, and, like, it was good. Like, I feel like, you know, that is the Denzel Curry at full form, you know, at playing, you know, just performing to his best potential there. Um, uh, I don't, I don't, I mean, he just cut his dress too, right? Yep. Oh man, you know, <laughs> so he just, you know, he just you know, lost his signature look. But cut the bolos off. It's his best record to date. Like I, I feel like it's his best album to date. Uh, it's short, it's brisk, but you know, it like all the songs that hit. You know, they're they're really no margin for error, and um, and I give it a thumbs up. So you know, I have that as uh, my number eighteen album of the year. Yeah, that album, yeah, for sure. That's was to me, that was his best album. Whatever whatever lane he in in now with uh with with um Zoo, he should probably stay in that. When I played Carol Mart, I played that like twenty times in a row with um Iceberg. Mm-hmm. That song is a, that song is amazing. It's like yeah, it got some good stuff on that. But yeah, I like Zoo a lot. My number eighteen, uh one of the few Kids that have stepped up to holding it down for the Jits this year, as we did not get two specific albums that I will not mention or give the time of day on this show because I'm still highly disappointed. <laughs> they ain't ever coming out, dog. Sorry. But shout out to the one person that's holding down the Jits. I have Y Cell's Lil Keed, Long Live Mexico, as number 18. I have revisited this <laughs> more times than I'd like to admit. Um, there's a couple of songs that will continue to stay in my head. I don't know if it will go into 2020, but 2019, uh, a lot of songs off of this has stayed in my head for a little bit of a while. Um, Let's see, you have Oh My God, you have Snake, you have HBS, you have... uh, What is the one with Guat Tarantino? Uh, He had one with... He had one with a little baby on... No, 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 he didn't have one with a little baby. Wait, I think he did. I think he did have some with a little baby on there. But, But yeah... Many different songs that I revisited a whole lot, so I will keep him into my top twenty and have him at number eighteen. All right, that's that's a pretty good one. Um, we're gonna be revisiting that soon. Uh, my number eighteen, I got Maxo Cream, Brandon Banks. Really good album. Uh, Twitter was mad because apparently this album was supposed to be Grammy nominated. It was a good huh? album. It was what? a. Good- <laughs> The Soldier Boy. It was a good album, but it was like it wasn't that good. Like to be Grammy nominated. It was great. Yeah, it was a great album. But uh, but no, nah, man, he wasn't like he, I don't, he was not at the level <laughs> of, uh, of the rappers that were nominated to even yeah. any type of consideration. Like I, and truth be told, you know, even Freddie Gibbs, uh, and that album, the Mad Lib, that was also pushing it as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The one shocker I had with uh, Rhapsody Steve, which is also another album missing for me, um, not making the cut. So, but, uh, but yeah, that's what Maxo, Maxo is, you know, Maxo Resort. You know, that, that album was great. Yeah, really good album. His best project to me. 
I knew it was gonna be crazy when I heard "Still." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, this is gonna be special right here." Yeah, I know, I never with, you never, yeah, you haven't heard that one yet. No, I was about to say I haven't really throughout the past few years of, of Maxo actually being um, uh, within the scene. I never really gave too many of his projects that much of a play. Maxo one eight seven, I didn't really hop into. I think I skipped Punkin. So hearing Brandon Banks, I knew for a fact that this was going to be something that was interesting because, of course, his sentencing or or uh, more going into that is is coming fairly soon. Or if it's not, it's, it's either that or it's pretty close to being done. Right? Is he already sentenced? Who? Maxo. Um, is anything coming from that? Because I, I when I came into when I came into that, I was like, okay, at least I know for a fact that there's going to be some pretty good discussions on everything that came from that. And when I played, I think the intro was meet again. That was something that caught me immediately, and it ended up being really strong. I had the Travis feature, he had the Megan feature, and um, as it went down, of course, still stayed pretty strong, but did not make my top twenty. But I ended up liking it. Yeah, I think that whole case. I don't, I don't know. I think that kind of like came and went. Oh, did it? Did it fall off? Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I mean, I think you saw it being managed by Rock Nation now, so I think that's been thrown out a while ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. It was some bullshit anyway. This he said he was um enticing like gang violence. I, it wasn't really mm-hmm. nothing crazy, but um, two songs on that album that I felt should have been like hits or should have did like something on the radio was um relays with Travis Scott and the song with Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, I, Megan, I, yeah, yeah. I feel like those songs could have did more. I thought that one was going to pop and make it at some point. I, I thought that was going to at least make some noise, you know, at least for, for Max, though, you know, especially when he was all over the place. Uh, oh, yeah, like with the Greenfield compilation, too. You know, he's been featured there most recently on the, the OG Greedo and Kenny Beach tape uh, not too long ago. I, I figured that, you know, he was going to get some more run, you know, more of a push of what, at least with that single making it done. But uh looks like it's it's not not to be at the time, but you know he's still gonna be bubbling. I figured that. Yeah. I don't know how like the Grammys work, but apparently that Dreamville album, since it got like nominated, if it wins, like Maxo supposed to get a Grammy for it. Maxo about and, to be eighty um, niggas on that stage. Yeah, he about to get a Grammy. Max yeah. about to get a Grammy. Nudie. Nudie's about to get a Grammy. Guap Dad about to get a Grammy. <laughs> if Guap Dad four thousand gets a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I want Dreamville to win Grammy just for everyone else to get one. Yeah, they're probably going to be like, hey, man, if we get them this Grammy, it's going to be like, we got to give all like 80 Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> See, Ari Lennon's about to get a Grammy. I know she was disappointed uh, of, of the of uh, what it came from the nomination for Shea Butter Baby. She might get fuck around and get one with Dreamers 3. Yeah, so hopefully... Hopefully they um they do the right thing and just give it to give it to them niggas. It's just like, hey, let's go ahead and get like a bunch of like black artists out of the way so like people can yep. get up all our ass. He 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 get a Grammy, they got a good five years of niggas just like, ah, oh, you know what? We used to hang on the Grammys, but shit, nigga. Anyway, it'd be crazy because if like Guap Dad and Lil Nas get a Grammy, it'd be like that'd be like two Twitter niggas just getting Grammys. Oh, I'm already, I'm already trying to mentally prepare for little Nas X getting a Grammy. I'm I thought you, I thought you were about to say you about to get in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I can't do that as of yet. You already got a hit. I got a hit. Yeah, uh, Brenda got a Tumblr. Oh shit! Oh wow, <laughs> wow! Is that even still on the internet? 
That's I a, throw, it that's a throwback internet. right there. Yeah, that's a throwback. <laughs> oh my god, is it still on the internet? <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. That's the first time I ever seen Mark was that song. It like it was like kind of viral on Tumblr. Was it? Oh, yeah. So, well, yeah, it did. It did, get, like, it, it did get a decent. Damn, I gotta, run, I gotta run that. I want to see, I want to see that post again. I, I was like, nigga, that. who is this nigga? <laughs> I, I played that shit. <laughs> I was like, hey, let me follow this nigga on Twitter, bro. <laughs> bro, I was like, it was like 2009, 10. That had to be 09. That had to be 09. That was a long ass time ago. <laughs> That's that a is, that's a man. real that's a real throwback right there, man. Brenda got a tumbler. Had to push <laughs> the damn tape all the way back. Didn't even come out. Oh man, that's crazy. All right, Chris, 17. 17. Yeah, seven, 17, yeah. All right. So uh, 17, another album I was really anticipating this year. Uh it's a follow-up to um her debut LP one, which was like that was my album of the year time it came out. And now, you know, he uh, dropped, uh, had a single, The Holy Terrain with uh, Future, which was kind of hot, but, uh, but the rest of the album is just like immensely better and exposable. All of that. That's, uh, FKA Twigs, uh, uh, Magdalene, uh, her sophomore album. Awesome, actually. You know, it just came a little late for me, you know, to have to, uh, you know, even further top. To the list, I probably could have ended up higher, but you know, uh, I figured this just didn't put place before it. Um, she tries a lot of new things here. Uh, you know, the songwriting a little bit, you know, more gut wrenching, and it's just the approach of it. It's just like it's absolutely, you know, how you know, what the and you know, just the idea of it all, but uh, but but that day. Home with you, you know, falling alien, which is absolutely insane. Uh, they're all some of my favorite tracks on there, uh, but yeah, but Future killed it first one on Holy Frame for sure. I think Kenny Beast is on the album on there as well, but uh, yeah, I gotta check that out. I'm seeing that on a lot of people's top five lists. Let's see. For me, I got 17. Okay, 17 is pretty easy. Uh, I feel like this this had to be well represented. Very big year for him. Uh, ended up liking this project a lot better than Kirk. I have the baby, baby on baby. Oh. Hmm. He's not on your uh, list at all? Nah, no, he's not. Nah. Not, not that he's not. I just like, you know, he, he's a king of the ring for me. Both his albums. Even though I like Kirk a lot. But, you know, I was just it, you know. I ain't like Kurt. Baby on Baby was okay, but I ain't really want to put that on none of the list. It was like whatever. Uh, yeah, Kurt was that remix. He tried. He tried to think he was coming introspective for Kurt, and you're like, okay, all right, let's see what you got, baby. And then as soon as the intro happened, all right, let's get to it. And you put the real shit on there. I was like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, Suge hard going. Baby was hard. Um, I don't know if you can't walk his Texas ring because that was on the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that was on the last project. But Joggers yeah. is on there. Um, Baby yeah, on Baby's on, on there. Pony's on there. Uh, Celebrate. He got a decent shout out of Rich Homie Quan. I like that. Got Watched by Stunner on Joggers. Uh, yeah. Carpet Burns on there. Yeah. Offset joint. Ended up, yep. Babysitter with Offset. Ended up liking it a lot. Mm. 
It was, yeah, it was it was it was decent, man. Um, I know when I listened to Kirk, I was like, eh. Kirk was kind of frustrating to me. It was just the beats were just bad to me on that Kirk album. I when, Kirk, I, when Kirk came out, the beats, uh, all, all of the production got, Jetson got so many strays. Jetson May did not deserve any of those strays when Kirk came out. That's they who put his the- shit over Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is, I've had enough of this. It's funny because when Jesse do like other niggas beats, it's like they're like really hard. But then the ones he get the baby kind of like, I don't know. It just might. It just might just be that nigga. Yeah, yeah. You know the little feed album and on Jack Boy Bipolar, and I'm like, it's just crazy. You know what I mean? But you know, we hear on Baby, it's, it's a little, it's a little different because maybe it's just how you know how he approaches the beat. There's yeah. other artists. Classic mean. They say he make um Scooby Doo, <laughs> 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 <Make> Scooby Doo <laughs> music when they be chasing the villain in the in the mystery machine, and somebody mm-hmm. had put that together. I think they put Shug <laughs> over it. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this actually matches up. Uh, seventeen, right? Um. I got Anderson Pack Ventura, really good album. I like that a lot. Um, big step up from his last album. I forgot what's the last album name. Um, yeah, yeah, Oxford. Yeah, uh, I was it Oxnard or Oxford. Ox, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I I hated that album. Let's call that shit Ox. Let's call that shit Ox, nigga. Fuck it. <laughs> the Ox, the OX album. No, the Ox album. Nigga. Fuck it. <laughs> that one thing, man. But yeah, I had listened to Ventura. I liked that a lot. It was jamming, pretty much each song. And then I heard, I loved it even more because I had some perform at Complex Con, and he was like, he pretty much did the whole Ventura album except the song with Smokey Robinson, of course, because that nigga wasn't that nigga. Co- I mean that <laughs> nigga Smokey ain't Smokey, goddamn Complex Con. Yeah, Smokey ain't coming through with the Complex Con, but. He did every song except that one, and that made me like the album even more. But yeah, I got Ventura for number seventeen. Okay. All right, sixteen. Oh, my sixteen is actually decent. Yeah, I like my sixteen. All right, Chris, sixteen. All right, for uh, sixteen. Um, oh, this one, I I really really fucking loved this album when it came out. I was just playing it. For almost three months straight, for for the time, uh, Young Moody and Pierre Bourne's Slimeer, or Slimeer, I guess that was pronounced. Um, yeah, Slime, yeah, Slime, yeah, you got it. Man, uh, uh, it, it was a nice compliment to Dilate as far as like Pierre Bourne projects go. Uh, like, Moody was like, uh, he was really on another level here. And Pierre's beats were ridiculous. I mean, like, Every time, you know, I just listen to Extendo, you know, that, that shit was just getting me like, you know. Oh, yeah. man. Extendo, man. That song crazy. One of the best songs of the year. Yes. You know, and, you know, and, you know, and, and the guest first for Jow Should Not Be Named because his album's not coming out, you know, really, you know, got me hyped for his album, but it's not coming out anytime soon. So, you know, we don't <laughs> that, that damn song. Shouldn't even make the album. I'm like, all right, what's going on here? But, what is um, when niggas blowing up and then not putting the shit on the album? Yeah, but all the features were good too. I like um uh, the joint Shada with Megan Stallion, which um which actually has some good traction over here in Atlanta, you know. Uh, and um, 
Uh, the drawing he did with the baby was nice. But, uh, but yeah, it's Sunflower is my shit as well. It's a, it's a damn good album. Really dope. Uh, good, good, um, uh, I would say introduction from, for newbies to like a larger audience, you know, with this album, because, you know, the, he was getting a lot of media, um, you know, pub, you know, by the time this album was released. And, um, yeah, it was the introduction room, great album, you know, and that's my 16 pick. Yeah, that album for sure. That got like the best Pierre beats, which is kind of wild because we just said we're gonna we're not gonna name that one guy, but his album to me last year, I said that album had the best Pierre beats, and then Nudie came out with this album, and this album got the best Pierre beats, and now I want to hear that other guy that we can't name over them beats over Slimeier, but. He yeah, doesn't hear that shit till he's thirty he, years old. He yeah. doesn't rap anymore, so yeah, so we won't be hearing that. One thing I will say, um, because we were just talking about Pierre Beats, uh, we also talked about um, the life of Pierre Four. Uh, it would be dope if he would add those transitions that he do for his album on, like albums for like for like for Young Beauty and you know the other guys that shall not be named as well, because mm-hmm. like it's incredible you know, how he'd be able to like you know just you know be able to steam the beats over and transition them so, so easily. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. But yeah, we never know. Like, he probably mentioned it to Cardi, and then like Cardi probably say no. And I can imagine this nigga nudie, man. He probably don't want to sit in no studio. Right, man. I ain't transitioning shit. Hey, hey put that beat on, Green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, put the beat on. What I look like a dream. Fuck out of here. <laughs> put that shit on. <laughs> he probably he probably just be running through the song, so I can't see I can't see that nigga sitting down in the studio when to listen to transitions and shit. We <laughs> find out Nudie loves him some transitions in his project. <laughs> What's next? Uh, All right, number sixteen. I have the Grammy nominated "Father of Four by Offset. That's nominated for a Grammy. Nominated oh, yeah. for a Grammy. Yep. Best rap album? I don't think it's best rap album. I think he, I think he and Cardi have 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 a nomination. Oh, clout. Oh, yeah, okay. for clout. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. I'm about to say, I know for a fact this album. Ain't yeah, no, no, no. Father of Four did not get best rap album, but song on there, nominated, officially Grammy nominated. Father of Four. I liked how he was coming um, after the releases of Quavo's album of Takeoff's album when he dropped Red Room December of I think it was December of 2018 um I could tell that he was going in a much different direction that uh they were as far as the different types of things that he was going to talk about on his tracks uh his style of course I I ended up liking a lot more than the other two within these years that we have enjoyed Migos of course and I've always wanted to hear what he would discuss when it comes to uh, the new family that he has, um, of course, everything that has come within his life since the car crash, things of that nature. And Red Room was an amazing start to all of that. With that, of course, Father of Four came out in 2019, and you got a really big single with him and Cardi with Clout, along with all the different songs that are also on there. I think it was good. It was a very good year for Offset, and we got some good material out of that. So hopefully he makes another solo album. Yeah, Red Room was crazy. He still ain't never dropped that um, deluxe version of it. Oh, he said there was supposed to be like some bonuses on there, right? Yeah, he um he put the cover on his IG. 
the uh deluxe edition cover. It was supposed to have that song he had with that one guy we can't name. He um he previewed that song and then like I think it ended up being on that um on QC? Yeah, he put it on the QC compilation. But that was supposed to be like the single on the deluxe because he was playing it on IG. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, with these damn deluxe versions. Hey, people was roasting them for that cover. They was trying to say that man, them kids. <laughs> Photoshop this kid in there. <laughs> I remember that shit. Yeah, he, he had to post the behind the scenes. Like, yeah, hey, real. My, <laughs> he like, hey man, my kids was all here. Yeah, like, that's, that's fucked up. He had to do that, but hey, it is it's the internet, man. So yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's my number sixteen. They did their thing on the album, for real. You know, yeah, like, bet he the best me and he had the best Migo album. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, 16. Uh, 16. I got Post Malone, Hollywood's Bleeding. Now, <laughs> I didn't even know this album when it came out. I didn't know it was supposed to come out that day it came out. So mm-hmm. I was just searching through Apple Apple Music on, on the Friday, the 12th or whatever. And I was like, what, what, what's, what's coming out, man? I said, Post Malone. I'm like, all right, I'm, I, I don't see nothing else out, so I'm listening to this Post Malone, man. And I started listening to that shit. They say, you know, I was like 10 songs in. I was like, man, this shit is jamming, man. I ain't want to I ain't wanna like this Post Malone, but this album is hard. Nigga, Post is a huge fucking pop star, and I'm still amazed. Well, I'm not amazed, but it's just like, God damn, I didn't expect it to be at this level. Um, Yeah, he's at, at this point, I kind of like accepted him as being a pop star. I kind of wish they would like stop calling him a hip hop artist because there's nothing hip hop about his music besides maybe the features. Because he had a lot of rap features on. It. He had the baby. He had Meek Mill, little baby. He had um, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, future young thug. He had a lot of rappers on it. So if that's why he wanted to use the hip hop tag because the rappers fuck with him, but ain't shit pop. I mean, ain't shit um hip hop about his music. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. But um. It's a couple songs on here. If you listen to them, you're like, I can see this killing the top 40s. Circles is a great song. Yeah, like Circles killing it. If you listen to Circles, like that's a really good song. Yeah. But um, I know people got a bad taste in their mouth with um Post Malone because, you know, he said that the remarks about hip hop saying um if you want to Bob Dylan and all that. Yeah, he said if you want to he said if you want to feel music, don't listen to hip hop, which was a fucked up thing to say, but He's he make good music, man. Yeah, you be like you want you just want to be like, man, fuck this nigga. You don't care about rap, and then as soon as you hear, I dare you to do something, he was like, oh shit. Yeah, just like that, like I mentioned with that Michael Jordan meme with him bobbing the head. <laughs> That's what. And he had the cheat code on there with the damn uh, Spider Verse song on there with Sway Lee. I'm like, all right, now you're about to go platinum off top. Oh yeah, he cheated with that, but I <laughs> I, 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 I respected him putting that Spider Man song in there. He made sure when he put it, he put sunflower and he put parentheses Spider Man into the U. Spider Man into the Spider Verse, if you don't <laughs> yeah. remember, I was like, oh, yeah, look at yeah, this. He, he was cheating heavy with that, <laughs> but I, I, I res- you got to respect it, man. All right, yeah, so number sixteen, I had Post Malone, Hollywood's Bleeding. All right, let's get to fifteen. So for fifteen, um, I got um, Anderson Paxton for okay. Uh, Real, it was real good album, like I say, it was a massive improvement from um from Oxner. However, I went back and revisited Oxner because uh I went to see him live shortly after Ventura dropped. And some of them songs live, man, they be hitting, man. 
So, yeah, they hit like they hit harder than like the album. Hitting, they be hitting hard live, but uh, but yeah, Pantora as an album itself, so much better, so much better. Uh, but yeah, my one of my favorite joints on there, man. Um, uh, Winter Circle. I don't know why I like that. That's the one that's just a nice little jam right there. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Smokey Robinson and um, King James as well. Like and of course you know Andre 2000 and on, on Come Home and I'm and I'm in the Nate Dogg joint too at the end. You know like you know, all those are uh, those are all like really good songs and uh, Anderson. You know he's uh, building a nice little uh, reputation and um philosophy for. Uh, you know, not just, you know, folks our age, but like, you know, old heads in the building for cookouts and, and having this little, uh, you know, rep is, you know, one of the more uh, significant songwriters of our generation. Yeah, he's really good. He probably um should, like, start dropping, like, the live version of the al- albums. I think that'll probably do a lot of, do a lot of good for him. Going on, I was listening to this shit at Complex Con. I was like, man, this nigga is a really good performer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I, haven't, need... I haven't really seen too much. Well, at all. I don't think I've ever seen Anderson Pat perform, no. Yeah, I seen bro by accident. I was just like, hey. <laughs> I was just walking around right. like hey, Anderson Pop performing. I mean, Fuck. Anderson Pat performing. I was like, oh, was... I got shit else to do. Tune in real quick. And then it up well. <laughs> Like damn, this nigga. I became a. I liked his music before, but like after I seen that performance, I was like, yeah, this nigga. He the one, man. Yeah, talented live performer. Okay. Uh, my number fifteen. We've already brought it up, but my number fifteen, Burner Boy, African Giant. This was a project that I wanted to hear a lot because when he dropped, I think his first project or. One of his most recent projects at that time of outside when he dropped in 2018, uh, hopped into it a little bit, but uh, just based off hearing the singles literally everywhere I went that played Afrobeat. Uh, so I didn't play the entire album, but singles continued to come out and come out and come out. And I actually wanted to hear an entire project as Burnham Boy started getting a lot more popular. And this was something that you could really play from front to back and truly enjoy it a whole lot. You don't even really have to be too big of a fan of the genre of Afro beat, Afro pop, whatever way you would like to um, discuss it. It ended up being a really good project. Learned a whole lot from Burnham Boy and his um, lifestyle, his upbringing, the things that he thought. And of course, really good pop hits. Uh, ones with George Smith. You had the one with Jeremiah Serrani that I played a whole lot on the low. I love um, future had a really good feature on that. The one thing that kind of made me a little bit confused was YG's verse because <laughs> I was just like, "Nigga, what the hell are you talking about?" But that was that was that that was mainly it. I liked a whole lot from learning of Burner Boy on this album, so I have him at my number fifteen. But as you were saying, Mark, um, yeah, he was really um, talked a lot about his upbringing and um, the messages that he was putting into his music as well. Because he was talking a whole lot about, you know, political activism. You know, yeah, absolutely. Nigeria, and, you know, and the shit should be banging. You know, you just want to dance and still be his shit. But you know, he's speaking some real shit on the album, and you know, and I'm like, damn, all right, you know, all right, I like, I like, you know, how you know, you make you dance it, but you make you, uh, you know, really want to learn more about, you know. Uh, you know, the conflict that he has at home, man, you know, and then transitioning from, you know, living in Nigeria and England and going to America and, 
and, and just seeing like the difference in cultures here and, you know, and bringing that culture stateside and bringing it, you know, back home with this album. And, you know, it, it's a real grand success. So, yeah, I need to, um, I heard, I heard like half of it. I needed to like finish that shit. But, um, yeah, everybody, when it came out, everybody was loving it, but I need to finish that up. Play on the low. You don't want to catch a dub to on the low. <laughs> I'm gonna play it like as soon as we get done. I ain't gonna play it now because I don't want YouTube to get me up out of here. <laughs> All right, so my number fifteen. When I first heard this album, I hated it. I don't know what was wrong with me. I was like, I usually love all this nigga albums, but it's like when I heard this, I was like, man, this 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 not good. And then I looked at Twitter and I felt like Twitter niggas was pretty much saying the same thing I was saying. So I was like, okay, I, I'm 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 not the only one. So so I put this album away. I came back to it a month later, and I listened to this album again. And I was like, man, I guess I was in a bad mood when I first heard it. <laughs> but this shit is jamming. I got for my number fifteen. I got Gunna Dripper Drown Two. Yeah. I might be one of the few that love this album, but I think this album's amazing. I had to come back to it a month later. It got the best song of the year on it, Baby Birkin. That's to me, that's the best song to come out all year. I played Baby Birkin, like no lie. I was driving back from um I went to go see one of my homies in uh Raleigh and I drive I drove back from Raleigh to Jacksonville. That's like a four hour drive. Three of them hours I was listening to Baby Birkin on repeat. That might be that's, that's that hard baby working, bro. <laughs> I will say this, and this is spoilers. You are not one of the only ones. I will say this. All right, man. That that album is amazing, man. It had outstanding on it. Rich and Millie Plain might be Rich like might be top five gunner songs, man. Three headed snake, speed it up. Um, same young nigga with that one guy we can't mention, big shot. Wait, man, it had a bunch. It had a lot of good songs. Yeah, yeah, man. Weezy and uh, Turbo they make a damn good combination there. Uh, I thought it was good. Uh, it's a really good thing. It did not make my list though, but because I still prefer, you know, um, uh, uh, DS three over that. You know what I mean? Drip season three. I prefer Drip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel. I feel on that. Yeah, I don't know where to rank it at as far as like his like as like his albums from with the rest of the ones, but I will say this like I love Dripper Drown too a lot, and it got Baby working on it, and that's the best Gunner song ever, man. I like that more than the song Dripper Drown because that was at when I heard Dripper Drown, I had like the same effect. I listened to that song over and over, and then I got I heard Baby Birkin. I was like, okay, Baby Birkin, then the crown, uh, uh. Dripper Drown the song, so number fifteen, I got Gunna Dripper Drown too. All right, we got number fourteen. Oh, 14's gonna be yeah, 14 my fourteen. Really my fourteen is interesting. Okay, so for my fourteen, um, uh, this is a a very impressive. I want to say it's a debut, but as far as like major, major like mainstream notable debut, it is. It was an impressive and easily, you know, universally praised album. Uh, an album that gosh, got snubbed out the brand new for like R&B. Um, 
Yeah, I saw the Snow Allegra's uh, uh, those skills again. Uh, uh, I was really impressed, thoroughly impressed with this um, uh, record. Like, um, I want you around. It's like that is a, a great R and B song. <laughs> like one of the best songs of the year. Uh, and no ID, man. You know, whatever he did, man. You know, he he was he, he was awesome. You know, like, just guiding the way and helping out the process of making this album. Uh, because you know he put uh, they put their foot in this one here. You know, damn good album. Uh, yes. Situationships hard. Yeah, her her vocals are like tremendous. Man. Like she she is like really one you know one of the better artists out here in R and B today. And uh, and it was definitely one of my favorite albums to listen to. It might might be one, easily one of the top five best R and B albums here. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, what was nice on there? Love like that is on there. I will actually give a spoiler into number thirteen because, as you say, Snow Allegra, Snow Allegra is actually my number thirteen pick. But my number fourteen that comes right behind that. Um, I was a little bit hesitant in putting this into my top five earlier this year. Uh, right now, now that I have top twenty, I am not. Uh, I can't. I can't not discuss this album just because it was one of the bigger records of the year. It is currently nominated for album of the year, and I believe that is very deserving of so. Hopefully, she will be able to pull this off as well as my number nineteen album with Billie Eilish. Uh, but I have Ariana Grande at number 14 with Thank You Next. Oh, wow. Thank oh. You Next needs to be on this project. I feel like everybody that was involved with this album, um, all the different producers, the writers, one of them being, of course, uh, more infamous being, um, uh, fuck, what's her name? Victoria Monet. She did very well with a lot of the hits that are on this album. Seven Rings, Thank You, Next. Uh, a lot of the different writings. She wrote Ghosting. And the production that she had with this after an okay album that I thought was Sweetener. I wasn't really too amazed by Sweetener. But with everything that came from the press as far as Matt Miller's passing, leaving Pete Davidson, yada, 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 so on and so forth, ended up being a really good album for ariana so i have her as my number 14 with a sneak peek of 13 being of course no allegra with uh those feels again mm. all right this is, i gotta check that out is it like real poppy or it's kind of like r&b it's 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 not too poppy because i feel like victoria and all the other writers kept it pretty r&b as opposed to the pop that you're used to with 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 ariana grande and as of right now she's done really well with 2019 as far as fusing both of those areas between pop and r&b so i i feel like i feel like it'll be a good listen if you if you're not too much into like the top 40 hits that you would normally get from ariana i'm gonna check that out my number 14 now this might be kind of outrageous man but i'm gonna get out of the way man number 14 i got tjx6 under <laughs> under pressure <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wanted to bring him up in, in like, talking uh, when we were talking about uh uh what was it called the talking points that we had earlier. I was like, I wonder if he's gonna have TJX six in this I got, area. I got TJX six under pressure. <laughs> TJX6. That's my number fourteen. 
come on, man. Classic. Yeah. Tell me Dark Web, not one of the best <laughs> songs come out this year. This camp, Dark Web is the best song that came out this year. Hey, I, I, you feel me? Dark Web. Wow. Dark Web is the number one Dark song. Dark Web of the year. is crazy, dog. And you know, it, it, he went viral. I, I feel like everybody heard of TJX6 this is the exact same day. When he went when viral, and, yeah. When niggas was posting this shit, his SoundCloud SoundCloud clippings, I feel like everybody became a TJX6 fan the exact same day. I think it was a Thursday. Everybody became <laughs> a <laughs> fan <laughs> that Thursday. I remember because I get my haircuts on a Thursday, and I was coming from the barber shop, and one of my homies, he be on uh, Kanye the KTT. He sent me that shit. He's like, "Hey man, everybody talking about this shit," and then like. I once I looked on once he sent me that shit, I looked on Twitter. Everybody was talking about TJX6 at the exact same time. And I was like, all right, let me listen to this shit. First song I heard was Swipe Story. And he was talking about getting computers from Walmart. The damn Walmart. I was like, this nigga's making it hot. This man said he wake up every day and get an iPhone. It's like practice. <laughs> Crazy bars, bro. He literally had a song named after a lady he scammed, the Emma Clark song. Mm-hmm. He had that swipe story two credit score. It it was a good album, man. It, I just liked it a lot. It was like a really fun album. Like if like if people if it, if it's not, it's like one of them albums where you can't take it too serious. Like it's just a really fun album. Cash App good. And even the one, the album he just came out with a couple weeks ago, you can hear where he's like becoming better as a rapper. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know as far as like where his career is going to go, but I got under pressure as my number fourteen on my list. He was walking into Barney's with that black tee on. I was like, all right, this thing is really about it. Even <laughs> with his rapping though, he still have quotables for days. Of like dynamic duo with him and Castro. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was yeah, that was hard, man. That man Cash Aquan said he'd be scamming his nephew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh what we got? Thirteen? Oh yeah. It's your turn, Chris. Uh, for thirteen. Um this pick, uh another artist I ended up seeing last this year, and he was like him performing tracks from this album where he was it was awesome. The witness live. Uh, and, and this was like highly, you know, this was highly anticipated, you know, for the time being when it was announced. And he really took his, uh, his, uh, you know, just another leap and, you know, just in his songwriting and in the music that, uh, the production that he's going forward with, uh, since, um, his last release, which was Probably, and that's, um, probably the creator is Igor. Uh, oh, yeah. Great album. Uh, you know, uh, it feels like, you know, it clearly shouldn't have been nominated for rap because I don't think he wanted to be nominated for rap. I think he was more leaning towards R&B. But um, right, uh, at least he did get a Grammy nomination. And I figured that he was going to be in the rap category still. But uh, he definitely should have got album of the year a nomination for sure because uh, he was, it was really good. And, um, and you know, earthquake man. Like you know, that that that's just an easy earworm to like for everyone to listen to, and everyone to get a hold of. And you know, and the first from you know unknown, you know, really sets us uh, <laughs> up for uh 
for uh, for future purses this year. But um, but yeah, so this is just a good landmark album. I wouldn't say it's best album with this photography at this time. It might grow into that in, in the next few years. But uh, but Igor is definitely um a real good um step in the right direction for uh, Tyler Crater evolving his um self as a musician, as an artist, and as a person. Yeah, Boy Is a Gun is crazy when I heard that. That was like the first song I listened to on it because I'm not really a Tyler fan like that. But for whatever reason, I was like, let me check this out. And I was just like skipping through it. I was like, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I'm running out of time as well. Um, oh yeah, and uh, and of course, uh, you know, um, I think also with uh, that has Salon there doing the backing vocals. Yep. Yeah, that's number 13 pick. All right, number 13, you just get from me. I kind of spoiled it already and gave you Snow Allegra. But um, again, really good listen from Snow. Whoa, and probably Love Like That are probably my two favorites that are on that project. I wasn't really too big on Snow until this project. I know people may have heard it from, from the uh, sample that Drake used on uh, Do Not Disturb. I uh, might have heard her with Vince Staples, amongst other areas that I think wasn't she on Def Jam at some point. I'm, I'm not positive she's still on Def Jam, but um, did not hop into too much of those projects outside of time, of course, until all those feels again. And and I'm very glad that I did. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that was the first album I heard from her. I've like I seen her name around like for years, but like I was like, let me check this out because like. People was talking about it a lot, so I was listening to it. I was like, yeah, it's real good. I didn't put it on yeah. my list because I kind of like just like started listening to it like maybe like three weeks ago. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm a hypocrite because I know I just put the game on my list but, <laughs> and that shit just came out. But I'm just I was like, let me not just put this album on there. But I made an exception for a game. You uh, consider that you know he still is a you know, new artist for you to listen to. A game, you know, he's been around for a while. So yeah. Easy. So, you know, like a, a newer album is over her. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Number 13, I got, speaking of new artists, I got St. John, Ghetto Lenny's Love Stories. This is my first time listening to a St. John album. I went back and listened to his other stuff. But what got me, like, what got me, like, listening to this was the album cover. Because I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm, a, I'm just a big fan of, like, album covers, so. I saw people mention his name and I was like, okay, let me, um, I heard, I think I heard his name like on a Joe Biden podcast a couple of times. Yeah. Cause, um, bigs, I think bigs manages him. And, um, I seen the album cover. I was like, this is an amazing album cover. Now I looked at the track list. It has song with Lenny Kravitz on it. I was like, shit. This, yeah, this they, got Lenny. Lenny, they got Lenny Kravitz feature on it. I was like, <laughs> let me this up. First yeah. heard, I heard, yeah, I heard, uh, I listened to it and then the song with Meek Mill, um, Anything Could Happen. I had that on repeat. I was like, man, this album is crazy. And then I heard Trap with Lil Baby. Yep. This might oh, be a hot, it might be a hot take, but I got like, I get Kid Cuddy vibe from him. From um, St. John. He mixes it into that area. And I feel like he takes uh, a couple of areas of future as well and, and try and mix it into, in, into his own sound and make it really sound like Soho, New York City type vibe. But um, I ended up liking it a lot. He did a he did a good job. I think uh, what was the song that I liked out of that? All I want is a yacht. 
All I yeah. wanted the yacht was something that I liked a lot off that. Yeah, yeah, that was hard. Yeah, the uh, Monica Lewinsky song hard with a boogie. Mm-hmm. Coat for it got it got a lot of good songs on there. Who to blame? Ninety four Bentley. It got a lot. This song. Yeah, I think I think he's possibly nominated for a Grammy because he was on the um, Lion King soundtrack. Oh yeah, he was on. He was on there. I think he was on the song with Beyonce. Yep, he was on Brown Skin Girl. Mm, uh, yeah. that, that's a good. That's an amazing look for him. But yeah, I I got yeah I get I might it might be a hot take I get I get Cuddy vibe from him, but he's like really good. And that was the first album I heard from him. I went back to listen to the other ones. The other ones were good, but this Ghetto Laney's is his best. His best album to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got number thirteen. I got Saint John. So I guess we on number twelve now. Yeah, wow. that's gonna start to heat up now. Now that I'm seeing everything, I'm like, all right, this is my, where my number twelve. Is, my number twelve is funny. All right, so all right, so for my number twelve, uh, uh, as uh, we um, mentioned, uh. Earlier, I believe in our in our free game, um, uh, I well, I figured that this artist here is sort of one of like one of the bright spots of Chicago rap right now, uh, and you know he's uh, developed a style that you know that's also you know it's been heard from like T Money and Filet, but you know ever Filet has been like in the dark since good music. And this dude just completely took over, and you know he's already had a following beforehand. And now you know he's definitely you know going into you know this new subset of fans. You know with his latest tape that he dropped. But um, I got um, Lucky Three Ways Three as uh, my number twelve album of the year. Uh, easy listen, takes the money. You know it's on here, a few tracks, and. Uh, and you know, there's some some dope songs on here, you know, uh, and I think you know he's uh, like his uh, his approach to you know the songs that he be making. I, I really like it. I like I just like that style. You know, it's very like you know the laid back, you know, classic people or Cletus, you know, or slow flow. You know, and a lot of albums, you know, they have that type of approach. You know, or stream of consciousness uh, on my list there and. Um, but yeah, uh, but, uh, it's definitely like my favorite, you know, take from his, from the two that he dropped and days before three is, uh, but freeway three album is my favorite one more than ever. I used to play that like constantly going to and from work and throughout the day and, uh, joy that he did with Bob Earl Fletcher from All Rang is another one that I really like as well. So yeah, and I have Lucky's, uh, freeway three is uh, my number 12 favorite album. Yeah, really good album. I like this. Not on the album, but like it, he dropped it like a loose single that almost back song. I played that like an hour, almost an hour straight when that dropped. The song was only like two minutes, but I played that. I thought he was gonna put that on the EP, but like it, I guess he just kept it as a loose track. But like that song alone was an amazing song. But the Freeway Three, I didn't put that on none of my list, but yeah, that was a really good album. Uh, what do I got? My oh, my number twelve. Okay, I have. Um, how do I want to introduce this project? So, my number twelve ends up being Revenge of the Dreamers three, mm. Dreamville, 
as my number 12 project. I came into this project seeing all the hype that came with the beginning of the year because a lot of the beginning of the year uh, came from the story of a hundred different rappers being out in Atlanta, rapping. Everybody's going to have a chance to be on the project. We're going to give X amount of dates. And then you had people that were on Twitter that were lucky enough to be out there and they're hyping it up. And then you start seeing all the media start jumping onto it. And you're just like, okay, what, what is a, what is, what is the end game with this? Like, is this supposed to be like a grassroots type of album that's being put out by J Cole and this and that, where everybody has the opportunity to be on, or is this going to be highly hyped up by the media? And a couple of months to come out and i ended up wanting to see not only the different areas that dreamville can get into as far as different types of sound because i know they had um uh the advancements that could come from boz kaz you're gonna get some new stuff from cole uh ari lennox you already had shade one babies so you're gonna hear more of her so that's understood but i really wanted to be a bigger fan of jid jid whichever way you pronounce it i wanted to use this project and hopefully be able to be entertained a lot more and hear a lot more things that i like from jid because the few projects that he actually has out uh dicaprio 2 being one of them was not highly impressed so I wanted to hear a lot more of Jid from this, and thankfully, he did very well and exceeded my expectations on this, and that was one of the biggest positives that came out of uh, my experience with Dreamers 3. Outside of all of that, you got a lot of good things from the different uh, rappers out in Atlanta that came out and actually made the album. Uh, we brought up the track with Maxwell Cream and Key. That was one of the good ones. I was glad that Baby Tate had an opportunity to come in and be a part of the album. Uh, I did not expect to enjoy Guap Dad 4000, but Costa Rica <laughs> ended up being one of my highest played songs of the year. So shout out to that. And all in all, it was just a good project that I enjoyed from a large amount of people that now have an opportunity to win uh, a Grammy in areas that they might not have been before. So shout out to J. Cole and the entire Dreamville family for making that happen for a lot of good artists. I was also impressed by that album as well. Uh like I, I remember like when I first heard it when it came out, you know, I didn't think much of it myself. Uh, you know, I, I figured there was gonna be another compilation and then I played it again. And then I played it again and then I you know I'm starting to really dig some of the songs that are on there, like some of the performances from Earth Gang and, and Koss and uh and Ari Lennox uh self love with her and um and Baby Rose and Boss. But that's a dope ass song. Like, mm -hmm. I really like that song a lot. Uh, J. Cole, you know, he kind of stayed out of the way most of the time on here. And, you know, you got his other artists really get their shine in. But, you know, he was really good, too, throughout the album. And, um, yeah. That's, that Sunset with Cole and Nudie, that song crazy. Yeah. And, and, and Max O'Cream had a damn good verse, too. Oh, yeah, he and, did, yeah. Like, you know, I was like, oh, shit. You know, they're... they're they they really everyone really got you know their um you know, got their got their shit in you know so to speak on this album and uh and I I also figured that you know there are a lot of other albums that came out this year some of them were you know created during the process you know the Dreamville session so you, in, in some ways you could hear the songs that were played during that time and you could see you know who was on it or not and I felt like you know, I got a lot of that listening to the Dreamville album and then. Subsequently, listen to like you know, Childish Major or Baby King, 
you know, albums that came out a little bit after. Yeah, that definitely put me on like a, that put me on Ari Lennox when I listened to this and um and um JID. I was like, I because I, I didn't really listen to his stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I heard it and I'm like, let me go back and listen to some of his shit, man. But um Earth Earth Gang also, because I wasn't really familiar with them. I heard their name, but like this put this put me on to like a lot of people's music. And um hopefully they get the Grammy, man. It's gonna be a lot of them on stage. Hopefully, hopefully it happened, man. Hopefully it's not done during like while everybody driving to the stadium or arena, whatever it is. Hopefully we get to see everybody on stage. It really would be dope for like Earth Gang and uh, JID in particular to win a Grammy. Cause uh, I knew those guys when um going down to Hampton. Like we all we all attended the same school at the time. And uh, oh, that's what's up. Yeah, and, but uh, I was really close with um Alu. He was uh he was on formerly known as Johnny Venus. Uh, when they first started out, but uh, but yeah, you know, just just seeing you know that that would be like a cool little victory, you know, for uh my my class, you know, there that graduated there from that. So you know, so yeah, that'll be um that'll be dope, and uh, I really do like that album as well. Yeah, I can see I can see Guap Dad post now if he win a Grammy. His IG post, mm-hmm. that shit gonna go viral instantly. Nigga's gonna <laughs> melt it into a do rag, put it on, <laughs> and that's gonna be a suit. I'm gonna be like, oh, this yeah. bastard. You're gonna have a do rag on the Grammy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right, my number 12. Now, this might be a shocker. This is a shocker to me because I was like, I wasn't expecting to listen to this nigga album. It was another Apple Music Friday. I'm like, hey, what what, what we got going on, man? I'm like, ain't shit came out this week? Let me keep scrolling. Jim Jones, let me hit play. <laughs> oh, let me hit play on this shit. So number twelve, I got Jim Jones El El Capo as my number twelve. I was genuinely shocked. I like this album. I was just listening to it. I was like, man, this nigga Jim Jones is like, it's like he he get better with age. Cause like, and nigga, like, how old is he? Like fifty? Nah, I ain't gonna do him like that. <laughs> They <laughs> just turned fifty. If Jimmy had no damn fifty, I ain't, I ain't gonna do Jim Jones like that. But I know he gotta be like over forty, man. I was like, man, you shouldn't. Rick Ross should be the only nigga over forty rapping like this, man. I listen yeah. to this. I was like, how this man? He went from like the Dipset like fifth string rapper to like this nigga the best. He the best Dipset nigga out. Well, it's a technicality that he's the best Dipset nigga out, but. He he's just rapping his ass off, man. He's I'm so upset that I didn't get a chance to listen to that yet. You say 43? 43 years old, yeah. 43, 43, rapping the best he ever rapped in his life. Amazing album. Heat Makers did the, all the beats on it. It, it it's, it's just a crazy. It got a song with I was just mentioning Ross. Got a song with Ross on it, man. It got um got a song with Currency on the sports car. It got a really, it got a lot of good songs on it. Even got Ball Greasy on it. <laughs> I was like, nigga, this is Ball Greasy. Ball, where do you think I find Ball Greasy at? I don't know. Ball Greasy did the hook though. He killed it. I still gotta listen. To, I, I'm, I'm upset because I heard so many people say, you know what, man, it's just gone fire. I look on this shit and I was like, ah, oh, Fat Joe feature, uh, Styles P feature. All right, usually your typical Jim Jones album. I get to it when I get to it. But then I kept hearing it more and more and more, and I still haven't played it. 
Yeah, because I'm not really a fan of like um I gotta be in the mood for it to hear like rapidy rap shit. But like this man was just he was just like he was just rapping his ass off and you know, heat makers, they're gonna come with good he gonna come with good shit all the time, man. Like it's just a really good album. And it got it got Griselda on it. Like he's this man was he was he was in his bag. Yeah, he, so, he, he had a hell this year. Like I I've listened to El Capo and uh it's it's a solid album. It's really good. Like I was impressed. Like, Damn. You know, Jim Jim had this in his bag. You know, just just be able to and be able to hold his own against, you know, the Griselda guys as well. You know, it just says a lot, you know, to his own activity. And you know, and his you know, his dedication to the craft in some ways. That he, you know, he's always trying to get better in some way. And you know, and they they really he really made a really damn good album there. Yeah, he came a long way. You remember back in the day, or it's probably me that just used to do this. You remember back in the day during the CD era? Have you ever heard like a really good song and you just grab the back of the CD? You be looking at that shit like Dude, this shit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you should be staying in the back looking at the damn credits. That's how I was with the Jim Jones. I was like looking at my phone like, is this really Jim Jones rapping? This man was rapping. He was going in, man. Hats off to Jim Jones. Getting better with age. You don't see that a lot. But yeah, that's my number 12. I think we're on, yeah, we're on 11 next. We're on 11. All right. All right. So let me get myself together with this one. Uh, so for number 11, uh, this is uh, another R&B record, uh, and actually uh, a, a, a slow burner, I would say. It's going to be coming. I feel, you know, figure that you know people are going to really know this guy's name, you know, down the line. But he was um, uh, it's uh, Devin Morrison's uh, busting, and um, Morrison, he's from um, the Orlando area. Uh, I think he moved to LA not too long ago, and um, his style is a little bit like. New Jack Swing, he's a, like, brain feeder, you know, production, like, you know, from the flying notice there. Oh, you just got my attention, man. I got to check that out. I got to <laughs> check that out. This shit is absolutely incredible, man. It's this a really, really good album. Uh, you know, With You, Joyce Rice, uh, the duet that he did, um, one of my favorite army songs this year. Uh, he also had another joint with, um, with um, We Are King. Call for seven. Yeah, uh, he did did some stuff with Dash Dillinger too. It's pretty nice. Uh, the struggle is real. Uh, and the title track, the t- the title track sounds like some sweat shit. You know, with uh, it felt like I was uh, here like Teddy Riley on synthesizer and whatnot. You know, it, it's fucking fucking dope. Um, and uh, and and my favorite song off there is uh, it's No, which is like a little bit of a callback to uh, like you know. The neo soul D'Angelo era was like Jay Dillo on the drums and whatnot, and, and it's and I, I, I lean to that a whole lot. You know, it's a little bit of mix of everything. You know, that's like a culmination, of like you know, R and B, past, present, and future. Okay, that's a bet. So yeah, check that out for sure. Right yeah, I had to I had to write that down real quick. I'm gonna check that out immediately once you said New Jack Swing. Oh yeah, yeah. That's my favorite era of R&B. I like, yeah, I gotta check him out for sure. Boy, I ain't got mad shit to listen to. No, nah, I'm gonna listen to that first. I'm gonna listen to that first. <laughs> Before think, everything. Yeah, I ain't gonna. I'm gonna put that burner boy. I'm gonna listen to that second. <laughs> second. <laughs> listen to you gotta that play second. that during the weekend. Yeah, let, let let that let that save save that for save that for going into the week for this weekend. Okay, I got you. I got you. 
All right, you next one. We're going 11, right? Yeah, number 11. Um, highly impressed by this album because I know it took a whole lot to get to this area. He ended up having one of his biggest singles uh, in years on this project. Very solid intro. I feel like his features that were on here played to his style uh, and his opportunity to use his wordplay and, and tell his stories very well. So those ended up being really good. We got a really good track that we haven't heard in a while between his self and his label mates of Meek and Rick Ross. 50 and Safe, a really good Hit Boy song, Hit Boy produced song that ended up having Pink Sweats. I'm not sure why Pink Sweats is not credited on this on Apple Music, but 50 and Safe, very strong song. And he's had some good singles that led up to here as well, along with Set You Free being a really strong outro to this before the last two songs. I'll give number 11 to Wale. Wow, that's crazy as my number 11 pick of the year. Wow, that is crazy. <laughs> I liked it. I was I was I was highly impressed. I ended up seeing him out in Fort Lauderdale. That was good. He didn't play anything that was on there as uh I mean outside of his singles, of course, but strong intro, good tracks. It was it was a cool album. I think it had a lot of like this maybe me nitpicking. It had like I felt like he was trying to use some some Twitter buzzwords with a couple of these song names, like the Black Girl Magic and uh, what's the song? He was like, "I'm rooting for everybody black and oh, shit sue like me. that." Yeah, yeah, sue me. Um, <laughs> I I got that. Uh, I got that uh vibe from it. It's a it's an okay album. Like I can, I like yeah. Fifty and Safe is crazy. I don't know why he didn't put on he he can give bro his credit on that. Um, Pink Sweats. Yeah, the weird the weird thing is I think he's credited on title, I think he's credited on Spotify, but Apple Music for whatever reason does not play um like how they do with their feature crediting, especially title. I ended up realizing that within the past few days as we started um listening to our things from RNC Radio on there. So that has been impressive to me. But again, yeah. uh good stuff from Wale. Yeah, cliche was cool, on chill was amazing. It was it was it was it was all right. The song with Dirk was cool too. Uh, Break my heart. It kind of came and went for me. I like I like I really like that joint with Bryson Tiller too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, what's it called? Her Fault love like like love is like I like that Bryson Tiller joint a lot. I think that I think that's one of them. He's got his latest single too. Yeah, he did good, man. I think it deserves. His pro- I, I ended up liking this a whole lot better than Shine. Shine was definitely one of those projects that I listened oh, once man. and uh, did not have any of an interest in playing again uh but from there he ended up coming out with the eps a few eps that he dropped with the with the numerous songs and then it eventually led up to some really good stuff but again wow that's crazy ended up being a lot better than i would say probably the best thing that i've liked since album about nothing an album that i really liked a whole lot from wale so that is a good couple of years of building up to that and i was glad the best Wale album to me, which was like his last, I ain't gonna say his last good one, but like the last complete Wale album I like was Ambition. Like that was just a really good album front to back. Ambition, one that was really solid, got completely trashed online back during the uh, during the slander era. I'm not sure well, why that was. Was it the cover? Or I, was it? I just it was, I just remember Kevin Garnett choking out Bill. Um, 
fuck, what was his name? Damn, oh, dude, dude on the Knicks. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, and it was like ambition was trash, nigga, and that was one of the biggest <laughs> uh, uh, memes at that time. I remember. Bill that. Walker. I, there we go. I think that was just a Twitter thing. That album was really good. I love that album. Um, number eleven, right? I guess we breezed past my number eleven because we just talked about it in detail. I had um, young young nudie slimy air. I had that as my number eleven. So we just talking in depth with that album. I'm really nothing really else I can say about that. Uh, yes, Chris, you're going to do your number ten now. All right, so here we go. Um, it's going to be our, our final ten albums this year. Uh, this one, like this, is like a reintroduction to the artist. Even though you know I've heard of his name all over the place for a while, but uh, but the music, you know, the music was in and out. But you know, I got to know the story a little more, and in the process of them, so the rollout, you know, I started to like the songs a lot, and eventually I got to the album, and it's great. I believe it's great. I feel like it's his best first to date. And it's um, they take mafias, all my heroes or cornballs, and it was they it was peg, um, you know, like from Baltimore, uh, former you know, armed services veteran, current rapper. He doesn't he's like the internet troll of trolls. Like he doesn't really give a fuck about much. Yeah, he had an interesting track list on that album. That was like one of the th- first things that caught my eye when I first seen that shit. Uh, this track list is crazy. Uh, and then uh, he have a JPEG Mafia type beat, you know. Uh, but um, but there's some there's some real good songs on there, you know, like um, Phoenix versus Kel, uh, uh, Free the Frail, which is like my favorite song on the album. And uh, and you know. Um, Post verified lifestyle, you know, like a, a lot of the songs, like was pretty dope. Oh, and I really like Grimey Wifey as well. Like, yeah, you could t- actually see he really is like an alternation of like internet culture and social media anime references, memes, and all that shit. And you know, he plays up to it a lot. And you know, and, and it's music. Like, I really put this album against like Tyler the Creator, Igor. And um and um another album that really didn't make my list, but I have it like is also like a distant honorable mission from um IDK's Is You Real. Like I feel like those albums like they're kind of kindred spirits with one another. Of how yeah. um like really just them, like guys that are my age, like kinda, you know, approach uh you know, the approach um, you know, just the, the different ways of their personality and, and just growing into, you know, you know, uh challenging like, you know, male uh you know, um, tropes of all that type, gender tropes of that nature. So I have to like basic mafia. So all my heroes are cornballs. Like my number ten uh, favorite album this year. I really I liked his. What's your other? I wasn't about to say nothing really. Uh, I was gonna say I really liked his interest in 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 wanting to cover no scrubs on basic Biz tear gas and said it's one of the best songs ever written. Uh, it was a song that I always wanted to cover and he has the voice for it. I ended up liking that. Yeah, pretty good album. I I was like skip I was skipping through it. I eventually finished it. Uh I've heard of JPEG Mafia before like but that was like the first like album from him I actually checked out cuz like the the album name and then the track list kind of like draw my attention. I was like let me see what's up with bro. It was it was pretty good. 
Has has Edge ever um has Edge ever referenced the 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 tag? Uh, with uh, David, I don't think he did. Uh, I haven't I haven't checked his Twitter in quite some time, but I'm pretty sure he would have been flattered. Uh, you know, to, to get the uh, the you think you know me tag mm-hmm. in my some songs because yes, he's also a big pro wrestling fan as well, and you know he also makes a lot of wrestling references you know, in his songs also and. You know, that, that's what probably drew me in as well. You know, just the way that, you know, it's just, it's just for the music that he makes. And it, 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 it kind of appeals to my, you know, all my interests. Yeah, when I heard Puff Daddy, I was like, okay, this is something, this is something nice. And he had it with Kenny Beats, so I ended up playing All My Heroes of Corn Balls. Good album. But my number 10, I'm excited because I know for a fact that this is not touching anybody's list as of right now. I have... As number 10, I have Girls by Young Baby Tate. Hmm. So Young Baby Tate, a rapper out of Atlanta, I've heard, uh, aside to Robbie Rapp, he said a whole lot about Baby Tate as um, she continues to grow within uh, her projects. Of course, you have heard her most frequently. Uh, she has a song with Ash Nico right now. It's blowing up, and Ash Nico's uh, a big rapper out of the UK. But she was on Dreamers 3, one of the rappers that actually – uh, ended up on the project as uh, he was on Don't Hit Me Right Now very briefly, but but I was able to hear from her 2019 project, Girls, was something that I did not expect at all. You're talking about an artist that produces all of her own stuff, of course, writes all of her own stuff, and uh, it was a very enjoyable project to hear. She had a project uh, that came before this called Boys, where she had a whole bunch of different topics about um, uh discussing boys of course and this is all about different types of um what is the word that i'm looking for experiences with being girl and i and i ended up enjoying it a whole lot there was features from you have mulatto she's blowing up out in atlanta you have baby rose you heard her on dreamers 3 and you've heard her in many different rb playlists and projects within the past year um carrie fall is on there Baby Mother's on there. Uh, there's someone else. Queen Key's on there. A lot of different uh, women in rap that are on the scene right now and are definitely making their names heard. And I feel like Baby Tate is one that uh, you should be hearing from a whole lot more very soon. So I'm very happy that I can be able to put her project like this on top 10. Well, the breaking news. Zaza just did a dance video to uh, Lil Uzi Futsal. Futsal. That song. That song about to go out, bro. That that's about to blow up, bro. She that's really the one thing that puts Eternal to take out. Oh my yeah, god! She, she put a stamp of approval on that. Once she danced to a song, it's a hit, man. So that Uzi album better come out, or he gonna drop the ball. Somebody better wake drama up, man. Wait. Shit, she she saved Crash Talk, so you might as well wake up drama and Cannon. Like, hey, <laughs> we got a damn, we got a dance. Hey man, hey man, somebody, somebody wake that nigga up, man. Get your ass up, man. Drop that album this Friday. Do it while she got that, while that dance hot off the press. <laughs> He's gonna drop it right now. He's gonna be he like, got, Yo, wait, y'all want this shit so bad? Fuck it, and just put the shit yeah. on Apple Music. You put that shit on that Piff or something. <laughs> Put it somewhere, bro. bro right Uzi now, will jump off a cliff if he puts it on that. <laughs> Put it on something, man. Put that shit on Bear Share. 
<laughs> but I breeze past my number ten. I got the Dreamville album, so we just talked about that. So, yeah, yeah. All right, Chris, you can do your nine. Right, number nine. Uh, uh, we all we we talked briefly about um this group, you know, with uh with the Jim Jones uh, album, but uh but I chose uh uh Benny the Butcher, the plugs I met. Uh, as far as uh, the Griselda records that came out this year, this was my favorite out of the whole bunch. Uh, and really, this solidified my um, fandom for Benny himself. He is a juggernaut when it comes to rap. Like, you know, just like, you know, we know we uh, praise Pusha for his coke references um, all the time in his, in his rap, which he's also on this album in 18 Wheeler. Uh, but uh, Benny, you know, the way that he ties in, you know, these references along with NBA represents and classic 90s basketball uh, wordplay with, like, making references to, like, Rod Strickland, which he did on um, the Zelda album. That really reeled me in. Uh, he had this going on here at Sunday School with uh, Jada Kiss and 38 Special. You know, that's just crazy. Um, uh, 5 to 50. You know, and um, Alchemist is on here on a, on a couple of beats as well. Uh, it's it's really dope, you know. I mean, it's just, it's a it's a rapper's rapper's album, if anything. And uh, and I fuck with it heavy. That'll be my number nine right there. Yeah, that's one of them albums you listen to. That shit, like, oh, this man rapping, rapping. You just be like every song. Oh, it's perfect for the winter time too, man. You know, oh, yeah. Down here, so uh, I'll be uh. You know, just to throw that shit on. You know, it's nice and frigid. You know, it's definitely, you know, it's the type of dusty music that I listen to right here when it's cold. Yeah, like albums like that is like, it's bad to live in Florida because you're like, man, it's like this, this, that Timberland weather, some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> you go outside, it'd be 70 degrees. You're like, fuck. It'd be January. You're like, well, I'll just pretend it's cold. Can't even enjoy <laughs> it like how you're supposed to. <laughs> you're like, damn, I can't even put the tech fleece on. <laughs> All right, my number 10. Oh, what was it, number nine? Yeah, okay, my yeah, number yeah. nine project. Speaking of niggas rapping, rapping. Pop Smoke. <laughs> Meet the Woo. Dior, Dior. Is my number nine project. I don't care how much slander it gets. This. I, hey, I wanted to hate that album so bad because Thank I thought you. when. Oh, when I first heard um, uh, Welcome to the Party, I was like, this shit is ass. I was like, man, this, this shit ass. <laughs> I, listened to, I listened to that Pop Smoke album. I was like, man, this shit is crazy. Is exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, when I heard Welcome to the Party, I'm like, man, y'all like this shit? Is this, is this the hot shit in New York right now? Come on. Bro, scenario crazy. Hawkem. Dior feeling, come on, nigga. There is one skip on the pro. The only skip is the outro. The only really? skip is is the last song. It's only like seven songs on it, right? Yeah, it's only like seven, eight songs. But you start from "Meet the Woo," "Welcome to the Party." I'll sit through, but I'm like, ah, I don't really give a damn about this song. Then you got Hawkum. Hawkum, you might as well be doing 130 miles an hour down I-95. That's just off top. Yeah. Then you've got "Better Have Your Gun." That's Automatic. Then you got scenario. When you get the scenario, you should already be four bodies deep. Then you got <laughs> Dior. Then you got feeling. That's a that 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 that's a triple kill right there. That's a kill streak right there. When you hear feeling, then you got PTSD. How he came on PTSD with the old school G unit type sound. Oh they're yeah, they're, they're they're they are they are sleep on me the woo. Yeah, I didn't. 
I love the album. Only reason I didn't put it on my list is because, granted, it's a good album. I kind of felt weird listening to it because, like, a lot of those songs actually do sound the same. And it's that's a, what uh, it's <laughs> I think a couple. Finally said it's, it sounds like one whole long song for twenty eight minutes. Yeah, it's a couple of them songs that sound like exactly the same. Like, um, I think scenario and like some. I think the last song maybe sound the same. I'm like, dog, like you use the same verse pretty much. I mean, same hook and cadence pretty much. But that's the reason why I didn't give it as flowers. But it's a really, if you want to like get amped up or whatever, if you want to just get hyped, like that's like the perfect album. Like I could see that on like a nigga gym playlist or something like that. Like. Yeah, if you're big on Brooklyn Drill, I mean, uh, I saw the hugely controversial take that I do not agree with where they said that Brooklyn Drill and UK Drill are better than Chicago Drill, which made absolutely no fucking sense. But as far as yeah, that's, Brooklyn that's Drill, I would I would prefer this a whole lot more than Designer or any of those other areas that have came out for Brooklyn Drill. This is I one of you, the... I thought you were about to slander Stormzy. Y'all about, man, you about to cancel, man. <laughs> No, nah, I fuck. No, nah, I fuck with UK. I wouldn't put it over Chicago drill, but I fuck with UK drill. Speaking of UK drill, uh, like Housebook released a deluxe version of Meet the Woo, and it's just two remixes of Welcome to the Party. One with Nicki Minaj, the other one with Skepta. Oh, I don't even. I don't think I. I maybe played the Nicki one once, and I was like, "All right, off you go." And then I don't even think I ever played the Skepta one. Yeah, so I'm like, so he pretty much released two extra songs and just Welcome to the Party. So I'm like. Yeah, it's pretty much one long song in some ways, but it's fun to tell. Like I really, I fuck with it. Yeah, that 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 uh that verse, man, quotable. It's like I'm a thought, give me lit. I'm, like, this what, I'm like, y'all niggas serious with this I'm shit? Like, this what this this what y'all doing in New York? <laughs> and I heard that. I heard that Dior. I'm like, okay, I see the vision. And it's some, it's another nigga. He made like a, uh, it's like some other people like trying to recreate his sound. That don't sound as good, but Pop Smoke, like, I I, I can see. Maybe, maybe he got to switch it up a little bit, but uh, it was definitely a couple of those songs sound like exactly the same. I think even his song with Lil TJ, it got like the. Oh, War? Yeah, I fuck with War. Yeah, War. It got like a remix of it. it I think, don't he say Dior Dior on, this, on the hook? Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's he's definitely coming out for those Dior Jordans, one hundred percent. You hear it a huge amount of times within the within the project. But I love I like it. Distinctive voice completely took me uh, for surprise, just based on how much I did not like Welcome to the Party and hearing the different tracks that came with that. Uh, the fact that I played it so damn much compared to everything else this year, when I look at my Apple Music replay, uh, had to have Pop Smoke in the top ten. I feel you. I'm just like grasping the fact that this is your number nine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is I don't know if you gonna get backlash, but we'll see. But oh, I'm just I, like, I, I, I'm just, will, I will I'm take on like, all I'm, top. I'm grasping the fact that this isn't your top nine, but I, I respect it. The big, the big woo's got me. Anybody saying to me, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just forward it to the big woo. He'll take care of it. <laughs> all right, my number nine. This might be the most. Or it was when it came out. It was probably like one of the most anticipated albums of this year. Y'all let me know if I'm wrong or not. I got number nine. I got Rick Ross, Port of Miami 2. Yeah. Uh, really, really, really good album. It wasn't, it, it was a good album, but I think I was expecting too much from it. It got a lot of plays out of me. 
Uh, it's a couple thing, couple critiques I had about this album when it first came out. The intro to it, "Act the Fool with Wale," that didn't sound like an intro song to me. So that's that's like one of the things like uh, that bothers me about the album. But it was a really good album, uh, front to back. Uh, it had a the best nip verse I heard this year. It had um had a look it had a lot of good songs on it. I think my favorite song on it was um, Vegas Residency. Number two would be um Nobody's Favorite with Gunplay. It had a good a lot of good songs on it. It had a controversy controversy with um Maybach Music Six with uh with it did Wayne and Pusha T approved their verses on that shit. Mm-hmm. I think Pusha T verse ended up leaking like on Twitter or some shit, Somebody which was. Yeah, Pusha T verse was crazy. He should have added that on like a deluxe version. Had uh had a lot of good songs on it. So my number nine, I got Port of Miami too. Cool. I thought it, I thought it was uh, it was a good album. It didn't make my list. Um but uh it, it was it was a solid you know, standard uh Rick Ross performance. You know, I, I figure it's better than rather you or me. But, you know, significantly better than Mastermind. Well, I wouldn't say significantly better than Mastermind, but, um, but. I didn't like Mastermind. I didn't like Mastermind. Yeah, it was was significantly better than that, too. Uh, But, but as far far as, like, you know, as far as his creative pitos, I I, I think nothing comes close to what he did with Fresh Forever. And, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. After that, you know, it just steadily declined. And, but this one was the, uh, a good solid, you know, Ross album, you know, as far as like, you know, both the production, you know, the the the, the luxurious, lavish, you know, lifestyle that he lives and and then, you know, getting a little bit uh sentimental and reflective, you know, his career, you know, you know, facing like the health, you know, battles that he went through and health years he's had. Uh, you know, it, it's really solid. But I did really like that gunplay joint a lot too. Oh yeah, gunplay. He killed that. I feel like the anticipation for the album was like actually better than the album, because people was like, "Man, when is he gonna drop this shit? When is he gonna drop this shit?" And then, yeah, like, once you add the part two to one of your best or one of your more storied projects, yeah. uh, definitely creates the hype. Yeah, and then he was dropping. Um, y'all seen the videos he was dropping on IG where he was like cutting promos and shit. <laughs> Which promos? <laughs> I don't know. It was like some. It was like some videos. He was like dropping, like getting niggas prepared. He was like, he was talking about uh, joining the Illuminati. I wish I, I wish I had it on me though. It was, it was a crazy video. I was like, man, this is crazy. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a tweet it to both of y'all. I think I got it somewhere on my phone. But yeah, he was dropping like, uh, like promos and shit. I was like, all right, man, this album about to be really, really crazy. But uh, number nine, I got Port of Miami too. Okay. All right. So uh, now, now with number nine out of the way, we're going to start with eight. And we already spoke about this album earlier in uh, great detail, but uh, I'll just uh, add on just to a little bit of it. And it's uh, Max O'Green's Brandon Banks for number eight. Uh, yeah, like I said, it was, a, it was a good introduction to like a wider audience. And uh, Frey to the Dope, uh, Brenda, you know, and... Um, uh, of course, uh, uh, the joint that he had with Megan Thee Stallion and Eight Eight Figures is like one of my favorite songs in there as well. And uh, it was just like it's one of those. Uh, it's a great album. 
uh, as far as you know, you know him just be able to rap and produce his, uh, develop, you know, develop his style as well, and, and you know the themes that he themes that he have. He uh, you know, has a great way of um, speaking about his family. You know, and you know, discussing the dad and the upbringing that he had, and the relationship with his father, how tumultuous it will be. Uh, you know, he he says some interesting things. Um, you know, in that track about his father. Um, but uh, but uh, but it, it's interesting just seeing how he came up. And yeah, um, I love how he had his dad a part of the album, like yeah. doing like this different skits and whatnot. But yeah, I, I found out it would be like a really good album. So yeah, I got Maxos at number eight. My number eight, probably the most recent, probably the most recent project uh, that has come out in my entire top twenty. But I am just very happy to saw the fact that so many difficult things have happened uh, for her career within these past few years. Getting off of this label is probably one of her best positive positives, oh, yeah. and with that. Locking in with Hitmaker was something that I really wanted her to do after um, the last project. I, I'm completely surprised. I can't even remember the name. Where um, I feel like her and Hitmaker shined a whole lot. But with that, they did a whole lot more for Songs For You. So I'm putting Tinashe as my number eight album, Songs For You. Really solid songs, singles. Sounds that made me remember the areas that Tanache was in her mixtape era where things were a little bit more experimentive, um, a lot more free, able to try different things as opposed to uh, the areas that she was going to with RCA and what she wanted to sound like under those projects. So um, very impressed by songs for you. A lot of different things that I've played back a lot. The track with Black being one of them. I actually like the one with G-Eazy a whole lot as well. Cash Race is hard. Um, and there's one other track that was right before So Much Better with G-Eazy as well. But a project that I like a whole lot. I got to check that out. Did Hitmaker do the whole thing? Not the whole thing, but he did a pretty good amount. He produced okay. like a good portion of the album. And yeah. it, it is very dope. It's really dope. Uh, uh, I will have that as an honorable mission as well. Uh, yeah, I figured I'm glad that she's able to start making the music that she really wants to do. Yeah. And, and you know, and getting out of that label hell of RCA and, you know, and create some pretty cool tunes. She had that one track she had with, um, with Black, mm -hmm. you know, that one. Oh shit! What happened? Uh, Chris, I think you cut out. You guys hear me? Yeah, you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, like I said, um, as I was going, I, I, I was hoping to hear more Dev Hines on the album as well, but mm -hmm. didn't get to him. But the stuff with Hitmaker is pretty damn excellent. So. The uh, album I'm thinking of is Joyride. Holy shit! How did I forget? Yeah, the Joyride. Yeah, Joy Joyride wasn't all that great. Yeah. Exactly. But songs for you, really big improvement. Really happy that she is in a much better place with creating this music. So I have her at number eight. All right. Number eight. Speaking of R and B, man, I got the king of R and B. We got we got that man, Jaquise, man. I think it and he the king, man. I was hating on his music. 
I was, I was like, man, this man trash, man. Because he was making a bunch of like remakes of nigga songs and shit. He had the drama with LMA, as we all know, mm-hmm. last year. So I kind of like counted him out. And I, I'm, if Jacquees, if you're listening to this, man, I'm very sorry for counting you out. <laughs> I listened to this album. You can't really the people that were saying like he I was one of them who was saying like he can't make his own songs listen to this album like it's no re no recreations like everything is original this is like one of the best R&B albums to me male R&B albums so uh some of the standout songs of course you got the this song E with uh <laughs> with uh it's E-E yeah, E E. I ain't I ain't I ain't gonna try and sing it like him, you but belong, like you belong to me. Nah, nah, I'm gonna leave that to the king, man. That may, with that song, you know he he see the tweets, you see people making fun yep, of him, you see he see the memes. Me. Round two was crazy. Fact or fiction, man? Come on, man. He he yeah. was in his bag with that song of future. Um, what they gonna do with me? Mm-hmm. Uh, song with Thug and Gunna, Cross the Line. It got so many good songs on it. Oh, and Keaton got it. Good. Yeah. Good, uh-uh. Oh, you said Keaton? Yeah, his song Keaton got it on there. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is on there. I don't think it made my cut. It is on there. I, I think I skipped that song, so it wasn't, I didn't have that on my little, I had to. And, you, and your piece was a slow burn for me. I ended up not liking your piece when it was a single, but on the album, I mean, it ended up being the outro, but Ended up liking it a lot better as it is on uh, the actual album as of now. But just like Tori said, you got to give the pro- you got to give the props when he actually says it because when all the R&B niggas started going rap and started doing a whole bunch of different things, or just completely stopped in general, he was the guy continuing to do the dance, uh, do the dance etiquettes, and doing all the different things that came with being an older R&B artist. So you know, shout out to Jacquees. I'm glad he um he repackaged this album because I don't know if y'all seen it originally, but it was supposed to be called Round Two. He had that he was kind of getting clowned for that cover of it because it had like yeah. it had like yeah Birdman and Slim and like then it was in a <laughs> boxing ring. <laughs> and he was getting roasted and then like they were like okay the album Round Two is scrap. And I didn't care because I wasn't a Jacquees fan at the time. I, was like, I don't give a fuck about that nigga album getting scrapped. Whatever. Yeah. That sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> So I seen the, the the new cover and it said King R and B. Like who this nigga think he is, man? <laughs> shit. I grabbed my iPhone. I was like, I press it aggressively. I'm like, King. Like nigga, you ain't no fucking King. I played that shit. I'm like, man, this nigga singing his ass. <laughs> I was like, all right. I was hating on. I was hating on the King R and B, man. I I switched up quick. I hopped on Twitter. I say, hey man, I apologize. Any any Jacquees slander you seen me say, I I'm sorry. If I see this man in person, I'm gonna shake his hand. I'm like, hey, hey bro, I was slandering you when you had that that booed up all them LMA remixes. <laughs> I was I was slandering you. I was sl- I was calling you uh, I was calling you an asshole. I apologize, <laughs> bro. You the you the king, bro. He the king, man. I. I try. I want to give it to Tory. I wanted to give it Chris Brown, but this nigga Jacquees is the king. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to that nigga uh, YK Osiris. Come on, man. I, <laughs> man I, I couldn't even finish that damn album, bro. I, I yeah. noticed. I know the same people YK y- knows. I can't slander him, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna leave it at that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 
Shout out to YK, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number seven before YK pulls up in Art Basel. Uh, well, for uh, number seven, uh, this album here. Well, it's it's the album that you left off, Mark. But uh, I feel like you know it deserved to be in the spot for the top ten. Uh, that's uh, Freddie Gibbs and Matt Libs Bandana. Yeah. Yeah, tough. Amazing really album. Just like I, I never would have thought Matt Lib would make trap beats, and it's like, but damn, he he when he did it, he did that shit, and I was like, wow. This nigga can make trap beats. Why he's not even bigger than he is now? <laughs> mm-hmm. he, you know? yeah, he made he made all them beats on an iPad too. And on an iPad, I was like, how, how the fuck can you do that? Like, which <laughs> app do you have to use on the iPad to make those beats? Yeah, yeah I don't know how he did that shit. Cause when I heard that, oh, when I heard that shit, I was like, how did they record it? Like, did they like did it like over a cassette? Cause like the the vocals just sound grimy as hell. I know Freddie Gibbs. He was on somebody podcast. He was talking about. It. He said like they had to do it like they did it like I don't know how he's transferred the iPad to like cassette tapes, but he said they had to record it on cassette tapes and then they had or to the use cassette. like a, they, they had to use like a machine to like strip the cassette audio onto a computer. I was like, man, that sounds like too much, but I can hear it. <laughs> I can hear it in that, the bars, man. That, man, that when I heard sounds like a mad lip. <laughs> yeah, when I heard half main, half cocaine, I was like, yeah. oh my God, man. He was going off palm olive. Palm I know this, I, I know this is like Chris, this is your time to shine, man. But uh, spoiler, hey. spoiler alert, this is my number three album. So we could talk about okay. it now. Mm. This, oh, yeah, let's yeah, it was my number three, so spoiler on that, man. Situations man. crazy. Giannis, man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fucking- Practice, cataracts, like education, you know, Yasser Ben, Black Thought. Hey, Mark, man, how do you not have this on your list, man? Here's the thing with Freddie. Here's, here's, here's the thing with here's the thing with Freddie Gibbs. I liked him. I liked him in the uh I mean the thing with the, the, the thing with him and CTE is damn near a decade old by now. So we don't even have to really yeah. bring that up. Uh I want to find the project that actually gets me a lot more into Freddie Gibbs. I know incredible, talented rapper, but I want to be able to find the project where I truly want to like frequently listen to it. And I ended up in that area with Freddie last year. Enjoyable project. I probably wouldn't have put it in, uh, well, at least not too high of an area of my favorite projects of 2018. Madlib, again, legendary producer, Pinata ended up liking in 2014, but again, not too much that I was like, yeah, I would definitely frequently replay this. So I can appreciate the fact that this is a very good wordsmith, but when it comes to playing it back, it's just I I hear it and then just move on to the next one. And I don't know what that is when it comes to me and Freddie Gibbs, but I can definitely appreciate the talent that it comes to rapping that way. It just ends up not being something that I revisit a lot. And I don't know what that says about me. To me, this is best project out of any of his, like, I like this better than the first Mad Lib album, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. We didn't, we didn't, I don't don't think we mentioned it, but crime pays was crazy. He took, I thought he took shots at Jeezy, but he cleared it up on a breakfast club. He was taking shots at one of his homies. Yeah, that ain't was going on Jeezy for at least five damn years is what it felt like. 
Yeah, I thought he was going at Jeezy because yeah. it's it sounded like he was going at Jeezy, but he cleared it up on Breakfast Club. But man, Freddie Gibbs, he was. I need another. I need him just do albums with Mad Lib. Yeah, just like, straight Mad Lib. Didn't he have Mad one with Lib, uh, Alchemist, Alchemist and uh, Currency? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Freddie. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see him just do a full Alchemist project as well. You know, and and shit. Um, and and another name that I have on my list as well. This is gonna be later on the list. You know, here's a lot of producers that he can work with. I want to see him work with Twami some more, but uh, I'll discuss him in more detail later down the list as I have one of his albums. That's uh, okay. on my list. So yeah, we'll go from there. But yeah, Bandana Man, like you know, he had he has every right in the world to say that his album of the year. Personally, I don't think his album of the year overall with him, but it's definitely his best album to date. Right now. When I first heard it, I was listening to it. I was like, yeah, this album of the year. And I had it on my album for the album of the year for like most of the year. But then like my number one and number two came out after it and kind of like dethroned it. But like when it came out, I was like, I don't is I can't. There's no way there's no other album sounding better than this album. I played the hell out of Bandana. I still play it, but it's just like I was like, man, it's nobody making a better album than this shit. Uh, number seven, I kind of, I kind of uh, took over, but yeah, Chris, you had number seven, Bandana, man. That's how much I like this. Album. I, had, I had to take, I had to take over your spot, bro. I'm sorry. Like, watch out, nigga. Hey, this my number three. Hey, hey watch this. Shit. <laughs> oh, man. It's all good, bro. It's all good. All right, Mark. Though you had number seven, Dex. Uh, it's gonna feel so awkward going into number seven because I'm. It's it's it's. An area where this ends up being my favorite albums of the year, and it's gonna feel so odd when I'm just like, you know what? It's kind of difficult to me. I don't know what it's like to, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't know what it says about me where I do not like Freddie Gibbs as much as I would like to, and this, this, and that. And then I'm gonna go, okay, my number seven album comes from an R&B artist that surprised me a whole lot. If in this past year, it is a girl, a woman, I should say, I should not say girl, a woman that had um, a, a, a decent mixtape, a decent mixtape last year. And I wasn't sure where or what would come from it. The EP that she dropped after that was, uh, I was like, all right, what is really going to come from this? Because I don't really see it outside of like one song. And then... As things continued, I guess, with the relationship with London, mm. track after track after track after track comes out, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is about to be the album? So for my number seven, I am happy to give it to Summer Walker. I feel like her year in R&B has been something that has been highly entertaining from a music perspective. I have not been the biggest fan of a lot of uh, the things that have came outside of that and the conversations that happened from whatever is on her Instagram or anything of that nature. Uh, I am essentially tired out from a whole lot of that. But Over It got a really large amount of plays uh, from me from the features that she had, the different types of choices that she had in her features. Um, was not a big fan of the Playing Games remix. I ended up liking Playing Games just the way that it was. I don't think it really needed Bryson Tiller at all. But 
come through was nice. Potential was hard. I'm still very surprised that that was not written by James Fauntleroy based on the fact that that person sounds exactly like James Fauntleroy. Uh, good stuff from Black. Good stuff from Party Next Door. Good stuff from A Boogie. The remix that Drake hopped on and something that I play a lot with her and Janae Aiko. Um, there's just there's just some good music that has come from that, and of course, London has held down a large amount of this production very well. And I like to see London get into an R&B bag. So I have Summer Walker at number seven. Interesting. So I'm a, um, I I got that coming later on. So I'm not going um, oh, I'm, I'm not I'm not about to go in on that. I'll, I'll wait to talk about it more, but. Really good album. Leave it at that. We're gonna talk about that again in a couple minutes. All right. Uh number seven. Now this is a Jacksonville artist. I'm not sure if y'all heard of him. He signed to DJ Dramas. What is it? It's called Generation Now, right? Generation Now. Yes. Yeah, he's that one guy's on there. That uh, the futsal guy. He got. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of hijacking the label. Also, uh, Jack Harlow is on there, but. Yeah. This rapper, he's from Jacksonville. His name is Seti Hendrix. He's on Generation Now. Uh, he dropped an album called Roots 2. It's really, really good. Um, it's a lot of controversy, go- controversy going on with him because he actually, if I had to explain his sound, he sounds a lot like Little Baby. So the controversy is going on with him is he used to be signed to QC and he got he uh he got shot. So and QC dropped him because they felt like he was like a a hazard to the record label. And he sounds a lot like Lil Baby had the sound Lil Baby had had before Lil Baby did. And then QC turned around and signed Lil Baby at the drop in SETI. So there's kind of like a little drama with that, that maybe like Baby took his sound. But he dropped Roots 2. It's really good. Um, It doesn't have any like big names on it. I think um one of the biggest features got is probably uh, OMB P- uh, PZ. It's probably about the okay. biggest name it got on it. It's, it's really good. If you um like, I think I think um, Florida niggas like to call it pain music. <laughs> pain music? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they call it. They pain music with like niggas Bruce like rap shit, with rap with the shit. auto. T- yeah, all right with the auto tune, bro. But it's, yeah. it's really good. It's a really yeah. good album. It's called Sadie Hinger's Roots, too. I've been playing the hell out of it. My favorite song in there is um, Dickies and V-Lone. And then he got another song called Exclusive Drip. Then he got uh, another song called Dead Homies. It got Jack Harlow in the video, actually. Um, it's really good. What the hell is Jack Harlow doing in the video? They did a remake of um, uh, Minister Society. You remember the scene when the white guy was knocking on their door trying to uh, get them to steal the cars? Oh, okay. Yeah, Jack Harlow was playing the white guy, <laughs> so they like recreated a video. So oh. he was in there. It's a, it's a really it's a really good album. Y'all should check it out, man. Seti I'm looking Hendrix. at this shit right now. He doesn't even have yeah. an ID. Uh, he doesn't even have a license. It's a goddamn ID uh, card. Yeah, it's a Florida with a, ID. With the red shit on. <laughs> yeah, it's the Florida <laughs> identification. Yeah, the, the album cover is literally a Florida identification card. So. Oh, okay. and, he, and he got his grill in. He got his slugs in on the ID cover. I'm pretty sure you can't do that, but. Any nigga you see with this card, just, yeah, they, be, just, just be prepared. I'll say yeah. it. Just be prepared. Yeah, most likely they're driving a Crown Vic. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, Seti Hendrix. Hendrix. Okay. Yeah, Seti Hendrix. And is he spelled Hendrix wrong? 
It's like spell. It got like a it, like uh, Hendrix. Hendrix. Yeah, it got an N in it for whatever reason. But he's calling himself Seti Hendrix. Okay. Seti Sp- spelled with an S. All right, and I figured Jack Harlow would be in that video because they're in the same label, right? The Generation Now. Yeah, yeah Generation oh, Now. Yeah. So, so it makes sense, you know, that he'll be on that in that video as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who all on Generation Now, but I think I just know three people. I just know Uzi, Jack Harlow, and Seti. So yeah. Shout okay. out to Seti, man. That's my number seven. All right. So, um, all right. For now, we're getting into number six. Numero six. And for number six, um, this this one was like a, a, a sleeper hit for me this year that really grew each time I listened to it. Uh, and it, it also, you know, it's just a, another offshoot of a Chicago drill, post-Chicago drill artist that um, that is really, you know, he uh, is pushing, the, well, in some ways he's kind of pushing the envelope with the style. And uh, as Polo G, uh, Die a Legend. Oh yeah, that's my heart. Yeah, that you know, I I really, of course, you know, I like um pop out. You know that shit, it's fucking dope. Him and Lil TJ. They also have a remix with um Lil Baby and Gunna. Baby and Gunna, yeah. Yeah, so you know, and I thought that joint was tight. Um, Through the Storm is like my favorite. It's my favorite song off there. Uh, but uh, it's it's just real good melodies. You know, Nick could rap his ass off too on here as well. Uh, but uh, but you know he he does have, does do that uh, sing song flow that's you know more reminiscent of like early era Little Dirt and uh, and you know many of like uh, like the drill artists back then yeah more like or, or, or speaker knockers you know mm-hmm. be another yeah. uh, another uh, comparison I could throw into but uh but yeah it's, it's dope um Battle Cry uh, Deep Wounds. And um, you know, um, last strike. You know, those are a couple of songs that I really like. And of course, the intro as well, Lost Files. You know, it's a dope, 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 dope album. Really, really one of the best projects I've heard all year. I couldn't, stop, I can't stop playing it. You know, whenever I do, whenever I press the song up there, I just let it run through. And uh, yeah, so I would definitely um recommend that as well. And that will be uh, my number six. You know, Die Legend from Polo G. All right, I fought with it. My number six ends up being, you know, I no, I feel like this is appropriate. I'm going to give number six to Tyler the Creator. I'm going to give it to Igor. Um, I feel like Tyler has always gave a shit as far as how his album sounds, what he is saying on his album, how it is produced. So I won't necessarily say that this is one of the first times that you start seeing him start taking it very serious. Cause you could see him take these things very serious when he was uh, a teenager in 2009, pretty much a decade ago, we're coming up to bastards 10 year anniversary. But um this just feels like he's starting to understand a lot of how to completely put an entire project all by himself and use a lot of his features as somewhat like instruments as opposed to features that he may have used when it was just him, um, a lot of his odd future friends, and a few of his friends that were in the industry. So you have Cardi on here, you have Solange on here, you have Uzi on here, you have Kanye on here. Um, I'm more than likely forgetting some other names as well, but oh, um, holy shit, um, Santi Gold, you have her as well. Where the features that 
our use do not necessarily eclipse anything of what Tyler is trying to accomplish with his sound here. And of course the sound and the uh, concept, I guess you would say of this project ends up being something that you do not expect too much of Tyler, the creator. I've seen it compare a lot to uh, 808s and Heartbreak and, and maybe that was something that he felt was an influence when it comes to creating a project like Igor and I know that he's salty that he didn't get the album of the year nod and he got best rap album, probably an area that he did not want to be in. Uh, but I did find it a little bit confusing that I felt like a lot of people did not want him to be in best rap album. Still a rap album, despite there being a lot of pop references as It Awaits and Heartbreak is a rap album, despite the fact that it, it does not necessarily have a lot of the traditional elements i guess you would say of rap when you look at it on whichever streaming platform when you purchase a cd of it it is a rap album and i feel like igor falls into that same category and for Ty Ty tyler did a really good job of illustrating all of that so i'll give it to him as number six all right um number six I got I think I think it uh this kind of this album kind of like uh my my ranking of it kind of what am I trying to say I'm trying to say it the right way it would have been higher if it would have came out later in the year I think the fact that it came out like at the tip top of the year kind of like made it go uh a little bit further down on my list I got future the wizard as my number six really good mm -hmm. album i like almost every song on the album i think it it kind of got like fatigue it it i was trying to say i got tired of listening to it because it was like so it came out like so long ago so like i heard other albums i'm like all right this album i don't know if it's as good as the future but like it's it got it, certain, certain songs on the future album i got like tired of listening to but when it first came out, like I played the hell out of it. And it's on when I did my Apple Music list, it's in my top five. So I said, let me go ahead and put it as number six because it's on the top five on my Apple Music list. But let me rearrange it a little bit. And I put this as number number six. It had a lot of songs on it. Never Stop, Rocket Ship. A lot of people's hating on the singles, but the singles actually sound make sound better on the album, like Crushed Up. Crush uh, jumping on the jet was amazing. Yeah, jumping on the jet. I didn't like jumping on the jet at first, but on the album, it sounds really good. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, it was on the FNN, Call the Corner, Temptations Hard, Call the Coroner's Hard, Going Dummies Hard, First Off's Hard. Yeah, uh, Unicorn Perk, Baptized, bro. It had a lot of good songs on it, man. Uh, Face Shot, Ain't Coming Back, Tricks on Me. I think I liked every song on this album. Really yeah. good future album. I don't know where to rank it as far as like future albums, but I liked it a lot. So I got this as my number six. I All like right. I liked it. I said that was shit was good too. It was nice. Uh I did I did really like Save Me that came out earlier later this year as well. I wasn't really right. a big fan. I wasn't a big fan of it. The Wizard was definitely really good. You know, I wish I would have really been dive you know, dive in it a little bit more and um, listen to it some more. But uh, but from what I heard, it was really good. I really love Crush Up, though. Crush Up is a very single. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's time for our um our final five now. Oh, let's get into it. 
All right, let's get it. All right, so um, for number five, uh, this one he's a um, he's also a Charlotte, North Carolina artist, uh, but he's currently attending um, Howard University. So you know he's pretty much traveling from North Carolina to Mar on Maryland, the DC area. Uh, he's a, a more of a localized, you know, lo-fi rap artist. Uh, um, his name is uh, Mavi, and uh, his album is uh, Let the Sun Talk. All right. Uh, this came out, yeah, it came out about a couple of months ago. Uh, I, I was enthralled by it with um, upon the first listen. Uh, very intricate wordplay, you know, a lot of um, layered, you know, lyricism. Uh, production is very nice. Uh, you know, it's really good, really good stuff. It's about um, really 30, 30 minutes, pretty easy to listen to. Uh, and um, Self Love is that's one of the songs, you know, I can always uh, trace people. To get into is there's like one song that you know i recommend to listen to is self-love um and ghosts in the shell and also uh and and um and um i and i nation as well you know those are a couple of songs i i really would like you know for folks you know to check out you know some of the songs run about a minute long maybe 90 seconds but uh but other than that you know it's it's definitely a dope listen very impressed listen um and it is really in that same vein of uh, guys like uh, Makami and Mike and, uh, and what Earl Sweatshirt is trying to do now. You know, what she's uh, – I'm not really – I will say, you know, he's uh, bombing, but he's not doing it as well as his peers. Uh, well, and now I'm talking about with Earl. You know, but Mavi and Makami and uh, another name that I'm going to have later in this list, you know, they, they, they're really getting it done, you know, the right way. All right, Q. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ! I almost said it. Uh, my number five. My number five. I am. I mean, I, don't, I pretty much already said it. Um, I am a big fan of QC. Okay. I'm a big fan of QC. I like what they are able to do between uh, between Coach K, between P, of course. All the different things that they set up for a lot of their artists have been very well, especially in the year of 2019. As much as I was a big fan of Control the Streets Volume 1, I feel like they did just a well enough job with Control the Streets Volume 2. Just based on the fact that they got they got a lot more uh, production on these hits that they had with these compared to Volume 1. Volume 1 ended up being infamous based off Ice Tray. And I think maybe one or two other songs. But outside of that, I really liked hearing Volume One. But Volume Two, in my opinion, had one of the best Migo songs with all three of them together in years with Stripper Bowl. You have a big single with Little Baby and the Baby with Baby. That was a pretty decent tongue twister. Uh, many different things with Offset, Take Off, Baby, City Girls. Um, I'm okay with hearing Yachty too much, but Yachty ended up being somewhat entertaining in the intro with him, Migos, and Gucci. That was some you, great shit talk there, man. Yeah, you had this. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's 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 funny hearing Yachty now saying that he's fucking bankrupt and he broke after hearing this damn intro. I'm like, okay, where did all the shit go that you were just talking about a couple weeks ago? Um, the song that Amp had referenced with the Father of Four Deluxe, the one with Offset and Cardi. Jeff loves that shit so damn much. I love it too. Um... You have Stefflon, 
Leighton Green. I ended up learning of Leighton Green off this project, her project. I should have brought up in the areas that we talked about earlier, but an R&B artist that is signed to QC, they ended up flipping Can't Leave Him Alone by Sierra, where she had yeah. City Girls, Baby, P&B on there. A great song with that. French is on there with City Girls with Wiggle It. One of the songs, uh, probably one of the... How would I be able to ver? How would I be able to say this? One of the worst songs that I like a whole lot. That song is ass, man. But I can see how people will like it. It's it's, it's yeah. one of the worst songs that I liked a whole lot, and that wait, wait wiggle it, wiggle it. Yeah. Oh, they took that off of there. Yeah, they they, they took it off for whichever reason, but it ended up being. Uh, I think originally it was one of the songs that were on the album. Um, of course, I already said City Girls, and you have the introduction of an artist that I want to hear a lot more of in Duke Deuce. Now yeah, he had, he had the best songs. He had the best songs on there. Yeah, all the songs were bad. great. Yeah, it was hard. He ended up watching Tay Keith, and we're going to hear a lot more from Duke Deuce as Crunk Ain't Dead hopefully hits streaming very soon. Uh, so it was a good experience from QC, and I feel like they should be well represented with their year as the number five album for me. So I have Control the Streets Volume 2 as my number five. I respect it. My number five. Now, when I heard this, I had this on my album of the year at when I first heard it, but Freddie Gibbs dethroned this one. So number five, I got Slaughter Baby, Bartier Bounty. I'm pretty sure. Everybody's familiar with Sada Baby now. He uh he had a pretty good year. Uh this album's really good front to back. Uh some of the standout songs, a pimp named Drip That, uh Scuba Says, Honest, uh Dumbass, Matumbo had a lot of good songs. I think uh my favorite one on this on the album was Horseplay. It yeah, it was really good. Um looking forward to his album coming out soon. Uh, I didn't really like that tape he just dropped. That whoop tape. Whoop I didn't. Tape. Yeah, that was kind of. It wasn't really good. But it was kind of forgettable. It had a couple songs on it, but Bartier Bounty for sure is my number five for album of the year. Uh, anybody that like Detroit rap, this nigga is as Detroit as it's gonna get. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't get no more Detroit than this nigga. So yeah, if y'all haven't heard that, check that out for sure. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely like pretty much as far as Detroit names go, he's the top one right now. But you know, um, I'm more along the lines of uh TJX Sis, uh, Cash Raquan. So, but you I just can't need go to hear wrong that. with any of them names. I just want to hear that they want to see me do my dance in these thousand dollar pants. Yeah, that's but that's supposed to be on an album that come out January. So hopefully that's on there. Hopefully he don't get sued by. I don't know. That shit sounds like something about Space Jam. Some, some, so. yeah. <laughs> 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 Hopefully you don't get to like Technotronic. <laughs> yeah. Who's on who's on Space Jam soundtrack? The 69 boys? Hopefully we don't get sued by like one of them niggas. I don't know. Quad I can't City DJs. Yeah, Quad City DJs. <laughs> I couldn't pinpoint the sample, but I was like, bro, this sound like some something off Space Jam. I was like, Sounds like pump up the jam, pump it up. Why your feet are stomping? I'm like, hopefully this nigga don't get sued, bro. <laughs> but whoever made that shit, man. All right, Chris is on number four. All right, so number four is uh, he's an artist from um, Richmond, Virginia. Uh, really good. Uh, just um, he's actually been rapping for about three, four years now, and um, 
it, but his style is like very similar to like that of a now what like that of a, a Pip C in a way, you know. But it's like uh, it's syrupy in his flow and his cadence delivery, and but you know it, it's like a mixture of like you know grimy Richmond street rap and you know southern bounce. And that's um Young Flexico, the new Flexico album. Uh, he's uh he's also a protege of um of Nicholas F. You know, one of um one of the legends here in um in the River City, mm-hmm. and you know he's also on this album. He um he produced a couple of tracks on it. Also, uh, he's also featured as well as a as an artist. And there's a a number of features on it. Mainly, you know, guys that are from the Richmond area, uh, like Seka Spigoli. Um, uh, I think there was also someone else that I've seen not too long ago. Oh, Bando Main. And, uh, oh, and um, Red Rum, you know, uh, who's now goes by the name of um, Red Dummy, but uh, but yeah, this uh, I would definitely uh, there's some songs that you want to check out from the album. I would say Gabriel, uh, yeah, a, um, and uh, straight like that. That was produced by Obliv. You know, it's probably one of the better uh, hip hop producers in, uh, in the underground scene, and also is a Richmond native as well. And I'm um, an OLD. You know, there's there's okay. really a lot of good songs in this album, so it's definitely worth checking out. Um, the new Flexico album, the Modern Young Flexico. About that, about that, about to add that to the list also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me a Pimp C man. <laughs> My number four album contains the song that I've played the most for 2019 in one call. We have already discussed a whole bunch of it. Uh, within these past few hours and it definitely needs to be well represented into my top five dripper drown Two, gunna is my number four album there's too much that i've played a lot uh you can go outstanding you can go one call you can go who you fooling you can go same young nigga you can go big shot you can go speed it up Speed it up was all right. Actually, I won't go speed it up. You can go Baby Birkin. You can go Yao Ming. You can go Originally Plain. There's so much on this that I have played that it ends up being high in my Apple Music replay and definitely well represented uh, in my top five with this, of course, being number four. All right. So you got... Yeah, I respect it, man. Let's keep it YSL. Number four, I got Lil' Key, Long Live Mexico. Really, really good album. I'm trying to find it on my... Uh, okay, here you go right here, man. Standout tracks on that. Ride the Wave. This is this was on my... Uh, I think this is like my number two played song this year. Oh, my God. Really yep. good song. Um I know I slandered Nav a lot, but him and Nav, <laughs> that Rockstar, him and uh-huh, Nav, him and uh-huh, Nav went crazy on Rockstar, man. Fucking with that Nav, okay. HBS, hood baby shit, hood I baby shit, HBS, hood so... baby shit. Whoa, whoa! If I ever heard that live, I'm screaming that shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, pass it out with little got it, man. Uh, real hood baby, man. Tear down the damn blinds. He was going off on that <laughs> higher and higher, man. The girl went off on that man. Just a dream. It had a lot of good songs on it, man. It Snakes was, on there. The shit with Uzi and Y and W's on there. 
Man, Justin yeah. Media got some shit on there too, man. That was like that was really impressed with. Yeah, uh, top yeah, top of line beats. Good ass beats, man. Good ass, good ass songs. You know, and, you know, it felt it did feel as long as I thought it was gonna be. It's like twenty one tracks on there. And it was about a little over an hour, but you know, it didn't feel like it as much. Yeah, it was an easy listen. It wasn't a chore at all, man. He was definitely he definitely young thug junior. <laughs> I think that might be why I like it so much because I just like Thug a lot. So he just he sounded exactly like Thug. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but he know how to put together a good album, man. So I fuck with it. So I got number four, Lil Key, Long Live Mexico. All right, cool. So now we're getting down to the last three. Uh for number three. Uh for number three, uh, this is a album I was like really looking forward to when it was announced. Uh, he's, he's one of my favorite producers, you know, ever. Uh, and, you know, it really, when it comes to his discography, like, you know, it's like each album tends to get better from the last. And with this one, while I don't feel like it's his best one out of his entire discography, this was still really good. And it really, like, had my expectations. And it met him, in, you know, in a really good way. And also, Flying Lotus, um, Flam Magra. Uh, okay. Like, really great like you know it's really more of like a uh, another uh, concept album in a way and the features there they all did their thing you know and he had uh, thundercat anderson pack george clinton little dragon tier whack and, um and denzel curry he did a black balloons reprise on there uh and that shit would sound really good like he really just dominated with the first to say he had on that album um solange is on there as well uh Tori Moy and uh I think I think um also I said David Lynch as well. Like they all came through with this album. You know, I just found it really a really good listen throughout the day. Um something that I could really drive to, you know, on a long drive just listen to it like on repeat along with the rest of the discography. So um yeah, I'll go Flying Lotus there, the new Flying Lotus album um uh, for Macra. Uh, that's going to be my number three favorite album this year. All right, that's what's up. My number three has came with a lot of different conversation already within this episode of REOP, of course. I have The Wizard by Future as my number three. Uh, one of my higher-rated future projects, I think it's solid for a large amount of it. It all came with, I feel like, the one thing that tied it up a whole lot was the episode of free bands radio where you had the interview that he had where it went into his relationship with Rocco and he discussed things with big bang black of, of, of what had happened with a one, what he thinks about Russell Wilson, uh, all the different things that came from his sound in the past few years and a lot of funny conversation that you can hear uh, from future, but it does tie into a lot of what is going on in this, which did not, translate into his biggest hits of course but ends up being something that could stay as one of uh, uh uh the better stories that have been told of future being at the top or around the top of this game so future the wizard i will give it its props as number three all right classic soundbite when you're like i'm loving it i'm loving it. what's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Future's a funny nigga, bro. I can't even lie. Future is a funny ass nigga, bro. 
right. as much as much as niggas as much as niggas try him as as far as not not being uh 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 not having the content that 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 they would like him to have i would say that this album should change that as far as uh what you would expect to hear from him so definitely have to represent it all right my number three, I'm just going to breeze past it because uh, we talked about it when Chris named it at number seven. But number three, I got Freddie Gibbs and Matt Lib Bandana. So All nothing right. more I can say on that, man. We we talked about it enough. So <laughs> we go to, we might go to Chris Freddy to number, number two. two. All right. All right. So uh, number two is another uh, rap collab album, both um, rapper and producer, but also another Richmond artist as well. Uh, and um, a dude that uh, – that, um, that I've, I've frequented around for quite some time. And he's really making a name for himself, you know, with uh, the Mutant Academy collective that he, um, that he helped form in the city. And, you know, and he's might, and he should be having a Mad Lib collaboration album of his own in the near future. But uh, I don't know when that's, that's going to be released, but he's announced it a few times not too long ago. And it's um, Fly Anakin. Okay. His collaboration with Twami, um, Emergency Raps Volume 4. It's part of Tommy's um, um, emergency rap series, which he uh, he did albums with multiple members of the Mutant Academy um, collective, and one with um, uh, Louisiana rapper um, Quadri or Quad. And um, it is this this is right now. Um, I will say it's the best one out of the entire series at this moment, and definitely as far as like quote unquote solo projects, is um, Anakin's best. Because uh, he's done like a number of those EPs and a couple of those small solo albums, but nothing like really at full length like this one. And this is definitely like my favorite. Carl Kanai, um, Travolta Part Four. You know, there's there's some old um old Fifty Cent. You know, there's some real good songs on here, uh, and like real good raps too. Like you know, like, uh, Anakin can be rapping his ass off, and the beats from Twami, it's like. Some of my favorite, like boom bap, you know, uh, nostalgic esque um, beats, you know, that I've heard, you know, out of this year. Like, Twame, he has this um, weird way of like flipping the samples and moving the pitches to a way that, you know, it could be unrecognizable. And, you know, he has a great way of like chopping and flipping samples. And I enjoy it very much. Uh, he has uh, a joint with um, Splinters with Uncle John and Al Davino. Uh, Real good stuff on here, you know. But uh, Carl Kanai, Murray's with Sky Sue, uh, it's a bunch of real tight stuff, you know. Really great album, uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, what else he has in store, especially if that Mad Lib collaboration goes into fruition. Right. Now, number two is going to throw people completely off. Well, hold on, hold on. Back to Chris real quick. Oh yeah, go is ahead. he is he, is the Matt Lib coming out for sure? Or just that's just like speculation. Oh no, he has photos with him in the studio and everything. Oh, that's a, bad, <laughs> that's a bad, yeah. yeah. Yeah, anytime, anytime I see Matt Lib, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm I'm listening to yeah. that shit. He, he has photos in the studio and he announced it on Twitter that okay bet, that uh, that is it's going to be out, but he doesn't want to talk too much about it until it drops. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, so for sure, man. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. Mad Lib's going to have one big ass year coming up, you know, with that and West Side Gun, you know. So I'm I'm really looking forward to see what we got going on. All right. 
All right, Mark. Sorry about that. No, it's all good. Now, number two, Jeff had actually put me on. I'm very happy that he did. Um, there has not been a lot of conversation that has come from this young woman that is out of Massachusetts and has okay. caught a lot of my ear with her alternative pop, uh, pretty much like a lo-fi pop. If you usually like that area of alternative or pop, I would say this is something that I highly recommend. Um, she signed to the fader. Had a very big year, in my opinion, with this album. And previously, she had some EPs that were out. She blew up online on some YouTube Tumblr shit. And now she has her first album that has come out under Fader, of course. Her first full LP. Um, it's called Immunity. Her name is Claro. Mm -hmm. And the reason that is my number two album is the amount of fucking times that I have just sat and played closer to you and just enjoyed the sound that I was hearing. It passes the whip. A lot of this passes the whip test, <laughs> passes the ear test. Again, if you like that low, that low, calm, kind of like alternative pop, it is something that I highly, highly recommend. Some of my favorites, Closer to You, North, Bags, ended up being one of her biggest singles off of that. Sophia amazing song feel something is going to hit you directly in the chest i wouldn't ask you there is some good stuff that is on this album and the amount of times that i have come back to it and, and I'm, I'm kind of hurt that i'd missed her when she came out in fort lauderdale but this is something that i want to hear a whole lot more of as she continues to grow She's only 21 years old but ended up catching my ear a whole lot and putting me on to a different type of sound when it comes to this genre so claro i have immunity as my number two album of the year all right i just added that to the list so claro I don't know. I just I was I, I I looked. I searched it, and then I seen a white girl. I was like I wasn't expecting that. I don't know why. Nah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known when you said. I should have known when you said she was signed to Fader. Yeah, and there's been th and there's been a whole bunch of different conversations that that have come from that. I I've missed all of that and directly jumped into it. Um, at when Jeff had recommended her to me, he's a big fan of Brent Fiaz, big fan of Claro, both two lower spoken um artists of course brent fires being more in the r&b type of sound that he has whereas uh claro is that alt pop kind of sound but st still very great project that i highly recommend all right so all right i just had to add to my list um my number two we you kind of talked about it on um mark when you had i forgot what number you had it as but my number two album i kind of wanted to put it one but it'll go for number two i got summer walker over it man it's nice so you pretty much name like all the songs like i really felt i pretty much felt with the whole album mm -hmm. uh i don't really like what's going on with her like outside of the album with the yeah. whole mental health talk and people giving her a hard time and she doing ig lives and all that shit and she leaving niggas out in the snow for four hours <laughs> <laughs> and, and then so she I left my damn passport underneath the bed and shit. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of all that, but the album is really good. Uh, her and London did a thing on it. I don't. I I think it it didn't get the Grammy consideration, right? Or it came out afterward. I don't. I don't really. 
I don't really know too much about the Grammys like that, at like the deadlines, but or maybe maybe 2021 they can get some Grammy considerations. But yeah. I love this album a lot, man. Oh, I'm over it. The song's good. Body is on my top five songs of the year on my Apple Music. I, I play the shit out of that song. Mm-hmm. They got like 400 plays on that song. Like it's just crazy. Uh, uh, Drunk Dowling's good. Potential tonight. Me like it. It's just a really good album. Not a fan of that. Uh, the Janae song. I'll kill you. Not a fan of that. I love that's it. That's it. That's hard. No, she said what she said, man. Uh, if she find you, better be blind. If, I didn't. I didn't feel that. No, no, no. She was like, she was like, if them bitches round you, better be blood. I'm like, damn, I can't. It's gotta be my sister and my mom. I can't have nobody else around me. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't like that crazy shit. <laughs> the knife out on me. I was like, all right. Yeah, I don't listen to too much bird talk right there. Yeah, yeah that that's that's like bird talk right there. Talking some <laughs> shit. Shit go to hell or jail for a nigga. Like, you don't have to do all that. Like <laughs> calm that down. <laughs> that's some elite bird talk. That the fact new, that I fully believe it is what made it hard. That new that new single she got with Chris Brown, that's some elite bird. I don't like that song at all. <laughs> I think I only played it once. And I'm like, ah, she, she, she started off telling us her old man was a bitch nigga. I was like, come on, man. Don't be saying <laughs> I'm slander that man like that. I don't know who she's talking about. I know. But he might be a good guy. But <laughs> hope, hopefully she don't hopefully she don't go down that that uh that IG quotable lane. Hopefully she just keep it keep it at what she's doing all over it, man. I was a fan. I was a fan on her first album, um, Summer's Over. What was it called? Um for Diary of the Summer. Ah, what was it called? First uh first of the summer i think it's called last last day of the summer or some shit like that some shit hold on let me go i just know i liked it a lot last day of summer yeah last day of summer okay i like that album a lot i didn't really like the the ep the clear ep yeah that's what i was like uh it was all right but uh yeah last day of summer that album was amazing a lot of people like dragged it because it was like the album that whole album was like 20 minutes long yeah, two minute people, songs. And you're like, we need longer songs. He was like, fuck, here you go. Shit. Over it. The song's a little bit longer. She still got a lot of two minute songs on here, but yeah, it's a lot more than the last album. Mm-hmm. They're still pretty good, too. Playing games, short song, but really, really good. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, that's my number two. Summer Walker I, over. I mean, right. I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, I really wasn't a big fan of the album. Uh, I did really like the Usher joint come through. Like, I yeah. mean, that was easy to get into, of course, you know, with the old sample flip and whatnot. And Usher himself being on the track, which is kind of like a precursor to Chick's Tape. <laughs> so, of well, Tory Lane's album, bringing in all the other artists to recreate their old songs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I thought that was a nice touch. But other than that, uh, her music in general, just it, it doesn't interest me as much. You know, I'm just not into it. But uh, I'm I'm happy for London though, be able to get you know, uh, flex his producer muscles and be able to uh, craft some more R&B tracks and you know getting his resume out there a little more. So you know yeah. hopefully this lands means he will get some uh, more placements in the near future. Even though he's already been making some hits beforehand. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Because like when he was, I I just knew him as like a nigga that was giving Young Thug beats. And yeah. then, like, eventually, like, he, he got his name out there a little bit more. And, yeah, hopefully like, hopefully more R&B people hit him up. 
I feel like this album is like it's like polarizing because I see like all kind of like opinions on it. Some people say they hate it. Some people say they like it. Some people say it's not for them. I'm seeing like a lot of like mixed feelings. You people either love it or they hate it, pretty much. And it's selling a lot of records, but I like it. I got it as my number two. I guess we go ahead and get into number ones now. All right, so uh, number one, uh, it's a rap album, and uh, it's also from um, a young Brooklyn artist that is uh, that's actually a pretty popular name in the, like, the underground scene, uh, and uh, it's Madani Own Pace. It just came out about a little over a month ago, and I was just sucked into the album due to its production. And, you know, it is more along the same pain as, uh, you know, the, um, the Mavi album that I mentioned earlier and uh, some of um, Earl Sweatshirt, some recent projects. But uh, for, for production, it's just like incredible, like affirmation um, numbers one and two uh, and whispers are like, you know, those are three songs that I just keep stuck on repeat for at least, you know, an hour long. And. And, uh, and it's just one of those albums that I feel like, you know, it's easily accessible for those that, you know, that really aren't interested or like um, unfamiliar with like the lo-fi, you know, sound where it's just, you know, it's just loops, not too much on the drums. But, you know, well, in, in Madani's case, his style, you know, he likes using a lot of drums, you know, with the production, the beats. And, you know, it, it, it become a little bit more, you know, easier to listen to with him as opposed to like Mike or or even um um Earl's um like latest um material at this time. All right. Can you spell the name out real real quick for me? Madani? I'm trying to find it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's spelled M E D H A N E. You know, it, it but it's pronounced like Madani. Okay, I see it. I see it. All right, Ben, I'm gonna check them out. Yeah, own pace. You know, it's, it's pretty good. I also like uh the um the joint uh, Lucy single he did, uh Routine. I'll definitely start with that as well, man. All right, bet, 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 bet. All right, Mark, what you got for your number one? All right, it's been a long time coming for this artist. He has proved a whole lot for these past few years of needing that album to solidify him in the areas that he would like to excel in. I felt like this did a whole lot for him and his career just based on the numbers that he would have liked to sell, the area that it positioned him in this area of rap. Of course, he's already done so much for the past few years, but this was something that I was very happy for him um, to be able to accomplish. So DJ Khaled, father of Assad, is my nut. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's uh it's young thug so much fun is my number one album of the year all right that's my number one too so let's go ahead what else you got to say about young thug we might as well just collaborate on this man um I, I it began it began with an odd promotion out of nowhere on youtube where Somebody was just painting some random shit, and we just knew that an album was coming out. And usually when I hear Thug albums coming out, I'm like, okay, let's see if this is the serious one. Let's see if this is the one that is actually uh, being fed into some things and have some money pushed towards it. Hopefully this is Hopefully this is it. And the information came out that it was 
being executive produced by J. Cole. And I always said, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it just came that, had, that, three. That, was a red, that was a red flag for some. That was, <laughs> everybody was like, oh, this is going to be trash. I was like, um, this is a pretty big name to add on top of this thug album. So this shit is going to have some resources added toward it. The London came out. I love the London a lot. One of my top played projects, one of my top played songs of the year. And once I started seeing that they started to push some money toward it and actually push the London and have a video out for it, I said, okay, maybe this is the one time that things are actually going to happen. Then the album dropped and you start seeing the features. A lot of gun, a lot of baby, a lot of um, keyed, a lot of YSL representation. Futures on there, Uzi's on there, some really good 21's on there, Nav's on there, some Quavo, real, Juice some, World, Quavo, yeah, Juice World, all of the every, names that every, you want. Everybody that was influenced yeah. by Doug in some way. Exactly. And more importantly, all the names that you want to hear when it comes to streaming giants and fans that you want to hear jump into this album. So I'm like, okay, this is oh, this is big project thug. Let's do it. And actually playing the project when it came out, I was very happy to hear the different bags that Thug can get in and maneuvering around with the features that he had and having different sounds with them was finally something that a lot of Thug fans wanted to hear because a lot of them were just tired of these random EPs being thrown out without not much promotion or videos to come from them as well. And if you even did get a video from the project, it's months after the fact when the project has already died down. So everybody involved was so much fun, did a really good job of handling all of that as it came out. Thug gets one of his biggest, if not the biggest, first week for him. Sold very well, has done very well single-wise, and everything that has came from that has has worked out. So I, I appreciated all of that that has came from Thug this past year, and I got to give it to him as my number one. Uh, outside of Die Lit, this is my most played album of the year. So shout out to Thug. Yeah, yeah shout out to Thug. Sold a lot of records. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Hot's a pretty monster hot. record right now. Yeah, you know, it, especially when the remix came out with Travis and the video that preceded it. You know, like I'm like, man, you know, like you know, he really f- got his moment here. You know, it was years in the making, and you know, and he now you know got had major release and he's, he's soaking it all in. The rollout was great, you know, and the singles were good, and the videos has been really good. So. Yeah, shout out to Doug, man. Even though it did not make my list overall, um, I, I still found it to be a great album. And he deserved a moment here. And Pierre Bourne has some really good beats on here too. Yeah. Oh yeah, some Pierre bets. Yeah, some uh Pierre's best beats. Um really good album. So yeah, like I just said, sold a lot of records. It's still top ten. It came out four months ago. It's still a top ten album. It's still selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think last week, I think it's like number nine, and it's still in. I think it's so like twenty six thousand. So, which is kind of weird because I remember the days where people was counting Thug out, where he was debuting with debuting with twenty six thousand albums first week. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. crazy to see like all the Thug fans, like the the Thug Task Force that everybody was tweeting about. They showed up for this album, but it's really good. So it's one of them albums where you can't really play like a song here and there. You got to play the whole thing. Like, 
Yeah. I, if I hear hot, I'm like, I'm like, shit, I want to hear light it up and surf. So mm-hmm. you can't really just listen to one song. So I think that might be like what's like manipulating the streams. It's like it's such a good album where you're going to want to hear the whole thing. So, yeah, uh, some of the standout tracks to me, hot, of course, light it up, surf, um, pussy, uh, big tipper. Pussy's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's a hilarious song. I didn't like that song. At, I didn't like that song at first, but then I heard it. I Until mean, I started to... roasting with it. <laughs> nah, nah, roasting. I had to listen to it again. It, it, it hopefully becomes a Twitter meme. Like when somebody just be, somebody say something stupid, you just hand them a clip of Young Thug. Yeah, like, <laughs> pussy. Yeah. You a pussy. Man, listen to track. Man, listen to track. What, what number is it? Seventeen, something like that. Man, listen he, to track seventeen. He should have just named the song Lucci because we know that's who he was talking about. <laughs> He should have just said Lucci. I was like, okay, we would understand. But he said, all right, I can't just call it Lucci because that would be wild. Let me just call it Pussy. Uh, Cartier Gucci Scarf, I'm Scared. Crazy. I knew I, I heard, heard I'm Scared when he played it on IG. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, man, this song is crazy. He need to drop that right now. And I think it leaked. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah, it, yeah, when it leaked, I was like, oh, man, he probably not going to put it on the album. But he put it on the album anyway. Is that, I gotta get props to boy back. Another uh, we, another Nav standout. Shout out to Nav, man. We don't have to, but I I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead, man. You got <laughs> man. You know you got rackety rack rack racks and that be sack sack sack. So I don't even gotta worry about that. I asked. I asked that. This, that might be the only song I don't like on there. What? I gave Nav props already. I don't have to give it to him again. You didn't feel like the brown boys back 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 after tap tap tap. Nah. I give him his props on Rockstar. That's it. That's where that's, that's where <laughs> only Rockstar. <laughs> yeah, we're well, gonna stop at Rockstar. We're not gonna. St- I got I got every song on my Apple Music except Boy Back. Oh, Ro- Rockstar, Rockstar, and the and the Bad Habits cover art. Yeah, that's my two compliments for now for the year. It's right. more, more than last year. Yeah, exactly. It's a start. It's a start. All right, so Young Thug. So much fun, both of our number one. So yes, shout out to that Absolutely. man. All right, this was a long ass episode, longer than I expected it to be. I appreciate y'all, <laughs> man. It really was, man. <laughs> going, going to I marathon the with me. Ever, the longest I've ever done, like as far as recording. Yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate y'all. I didn't, ex- I thought it was gonna be like two hours, man, but we did a additional hour, man. I appreciate y'all holding it down for me, man. Uh. Uh, I don't know what episode this is, but I appreciate y'all uh, coming on, man. Anything y'all got to plug before we head out? Um, no, I don't have much to plug right now. Uh, other than you know, uh, just watching uh, NBA games and potentially writing about them, hopefully soon, and you know, and just continue to keep the content going on Twitter. So you can follow uh-huh. my Twitter, rappers or actors. Yeah, it's spelled R A P P E R S, capitalized R A C T O R S. Rappers are actors, and then yeah, that's it. You know, you catch me shooting the shit with Mark and Amp, and you know, and bullshitting with a lot of NBA and rap content. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, Mark, what you got? The plug. Um, not too much, of course, at RNC Radio Live for the latest and greatest in playlists and podcasts from the RNC Radio family. Um, you'll hear myself and Jeff every Tuesday on RSPN. I am very happy to let everybody know that AMP is going to be on with us in the latest episode of RSPN 
next week. So you can yeah. check out that episode as oh, well. Great. That is going to be highly exciting. We're going to be post Art Basel. So I'm sure just like last year, any of those Basel stories will be told uh, on next week's RSPN. So I'm very happy for that. And outside of that, um, very happy to be back on REOP again. Highly excited to be out in Miami on Saturday for the REOP live show. Uh, myself and Cyrus will be there as the RNC representatives. Uh, but our, we both of us are looking forward to an amazing show between you and Devin. So, again, congratulations to the both of you. We can't wait to see both of you. Appreciate it. As well. yeah, congratulations, man. I appreciate awesome. that, yo, boys. I'm trying to hold it down, man. Spoiler alert, this episode is actually dropping after that. So it's all good, but I appreciate the love either way, man. Once again, yeah. three hour podcast, man. Uh y'all held it down for me. I appreciate y'all, brothers. Man. Absolutely, always uh, awful, man. To the listeners, we, we just gave y'all three hours of content. Please don't slander us. Just give us good feedback. Just let us know what y'all top five albums is. Don't slander us. Don't get mad at us. Don't get mad if we didn't name your cousin album. I didn't. I don't listen to your cousin SoundCloud. So just if leave. It's just not leave on us. streaming. Yeah, just give us our props. We just gave y'all three hours of content. So accept that for the for the free. A lot, a lot of niggas be trying to make y'all pay for the shit. Yeah, no paywall. Yeah, no paywall. We just gave y'all three hours for free, bro. So just uh, just appreciate that. And with all that said, we out. All right, peace. See you.